Tim Geddes, what are you doing here? It isn't the PSX panel. No, it's not. I'm here to talk about our sponsor, Crunchyroll. Oh. So here's the thing. I thought it would be, make sense for me to be here because I'm the anime guy. And you use it. Group. Yeah, me and Nick, we've been using it. We've been doing some watch-alongs. You can find those on YouTube.com slash kind of funny. We watched the first episode of Yuri on Ice. We watched the first episode of Kill a Kill. Fantastic. Really into this. So here's the deal. Crunchyroll. Yeah. You ask me questions, Greg. You're like, what is this Crunchyroll? What Roll? is Crunchyroll? It's anime. It's a place you can get a whole bunch of, of super cool anime. and the, Some the, of it released 24 hours well, after it airs in Japan. I beat you to the bullet point. I remember this anime. about it, Greg. Crunchyroll.com slash kind of funny gets you a free 30-day trial of Crunchyroll Premium. What does Crunchyroll Premium get you? It gets you all the newest episodes as soon as one hour after they air in Japan via simulcast all episodes ad free in 1080p hd and you can enjoy it across all the devices your playstations your ios your rokus all that stuff um if you haven't seen school days i recommend it that's it's quite a head trip as the kids say you're uh, nice it's going places for damn sure i want to hear what you have to say about it let us know in the comments of this video because i want to I'll, I'll go through one by one, look through the comments. You'll find the URI nice comments. I'll find the URI nice comments. Now, for the head trip on the first one, mm-hmm. is that similar to like a, the Magic School Bus? No, it's very different than that. <laughs> Especially the end. Very different. Anyways, crunchyroll.com slash kind of funny. Get your free trial. We're going to be doing more live watch longs where we watch with you guys. So please let us know what you want to watch. And yeah, until next time, that's all I have for you, Greg. All right, let's do a show. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to PSI Love You XOXO episode 62. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside trending gamer of the year <laughs> nominee 2016, Danny O'Dwyer. Senpai. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you Let for me noticing tell you, me. you got to start begging for votes. You're not begging enough. I know I'm not. In fact, you're doing more of it for me. So thank you so much to all the kind of funny community for for really uh, rallying behind this. I'm still shell shocked. Yeah, I was not a, like. Look at the names that are on that thing. Right? I know, right? Boogie. It's, yeah, Jacksepticeye. Totally. Yeah, I'm, two Joe. of the five are Irish. Yeah. Oh yeah. How about yeah. that? It's it's about time you guys it's, had some. Come-ups. I know. We're not here to take part. We're here to take over. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. I, I did not take that. That's that's a Conor McGregor well, thing. I'm but, aware. I know. Okay, okay, I know right, you right. didn't come up with that. Come on now. Uh, TheGameWords.com. You're going to go vote for Danny. What's the hashtag? Because you can just hashtag it on Twitter, right? You can. It's Yeah, they had it broken for the first four hours. So if if I don't win... It's on you, Jeff Keeley. Keeley, uh, you son of a bitch. It's uh, I should notice. It's I think no, it's this TGA. Is what I'm talking TGA, about. TGA, Danny O'Dwyer, I think is what okay, it is. Okay, 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 uh, okay. Thank you. Pin tweet. Pin tweet. There you go. Pin tweet. Or you just go, yeah, thegamewars.com. Danny, how are you? It's so good to see you. Thank you for coming Thank by. you for having me. As Please, ever. it's a pleasure. Uh, of it's course, great to be here. I've been you, in an editing hole for the past couple of weeks. You're working on Doom right now? Yes. Okay, of Our course. F- bring everybody up to speed. If somehow okay. they missed this, you are Danny O'Dwyer, formerly of Game spot video games actually video games.com actually now goes to giant bomb so <laughs> Gertzman! i know how dare you although appropriate really um uh i used to work for gamespot.com that is correct and mm-hmm. then i saw uh largely informed by what you're doing i'm just <laughs> i'm like a, a couple of years behind on you just the trendy game. gamer thing yeah, yeah, yeah next i'll be i'll be getting my pet surgery yeah, i was gonna say be careful don't let the, don't let your cats or your dogs jump off the back of your couch um yeah i worked there and then i i, I left like uh, two months ago now it feels like a lifetime um to start no clip which is a, a basically a crowdfunding uh video game documentary production house so we make uh not paid for by publishers we go to publishers no advertisers no advertisers we go talk to them we we make sort of long formy type 
documentary documentary shorts let's call them about games and then we we like stick everything else up on that channel like extended cuts of the interviews and then patrons get like behind the scenes stuff and it's great we we put up the last of the extended cut interviews yesterday so the rocket league documentaries there's two of those there's three of these like basically two hour extra long yeah. interviews and people are really liking it and Dude, what's your next rocket, is the doom rock, the rocket league documentary is awesome thank Everybody, you so much if you haven't gone to youtube.com slash no clip get over there go see it uh so so good slash no clip video oh sorry my sorry, apologies yeah, yeah. Could not I, just go, no I, just, I just you can you can just search no clip and That's it comes true. up yeah it's like game over greggy yeah it's like the, you know, it all yeah. gets the same way channel you know, names and shit yes yeah. it all gets there in just the end shout at alexa and it'll come off Alexa Ray Korea. She's like, why are <laughs> yeah, people screaming? Yeah, yeah, I left this yeah. industry for a reason. I'm I not know. even on your side anymore. Let's talk about Crunchyroll. Yeah. <laughs> we actually, funny story, we oh, just did. That was right, the ad that opened the show. Awesome. It's all. It's a small industry. One circle. Exactly, exactly. Yes. No, your Rocket League one was fantastic. Thank very, you so very, much. And it was a great one to come out with, I think, to start with, too. Kind of worked. It was yeah. like similar kind of like, I don't know, like they, what they were trying to do was trying to like create this weird type of game for like 10 years and like a sort of a rags to riches kind of success sure. thing, uh, which in a way kind of mirrored what I think we're doing with Noclip, which is like, this is the type of stuff I've always wanted to make and, mm -hmm. and people really, the community grabbed onto it. Passion. Um, yeah. That's I mean, the one thing we, I think we always share, you know, I mean, for you and I being on this side of the industry, right, mm -hmm. where we're talking about what happens in video games, that's always the common ground when you talk to a developer, right? You know, I mean, they have a passion for what they do. One of our friends was asking me the other day of like, uh, he's getting ready, he, it looks like maybe to jump out of video game journalism, or right. the press, the enthusiast thing and go to that morning. He's like, why didn't you ever do that? And I'm just like, my passion isn't making games, my passion is talking yeah. about and playing games. And I was always scared that eventually, because you know what the, the through line is, is that you end up working in, and plenty of our friends work yeah. in PR, or yeah. they work now in... Now community management. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Community yeah, yeah, yeah. Management. Uh, some end up being producers, like yeah. Greg Kasavin, yeah. GameSpot ended up you know making some wonderful games, uh, programmer as well. Uh, and like I had come from the world of programming, that's what I that's what I taught, and the like web programming and stuff, and I knew it wasn't for me already. Like, no way, am I going so back to that? So I was like, all right, I got to figure out a way of like doing this that's like, not just this sustainable for me personally, but also like that like I wanted to I wanted to I struggled so hard to get you know it's like struggled so hard to break into the industry yeah. that the one thing I wanted to do at least was that by the time I have to get out of here to leave it in like somewhat of a better position than when I first came in sure and that's what I felt like nobody was doing this sort of stuff and it's like if I could have somebody basically be like the sort of explorer of these stories and go out and tell them like the doom one is why I'm so excited about it because People have been wondering what the fuck happened with Doom <laughs> for like years, right? Yeah, yeah. And like, we're going to be like showing stuff that nobody, we're not, you know, we're not showing everything, but like, we're going to be like telling the story from the developer's perspective that would never have been told otherwise yeah. because developers are terrified of interviewers. Of course. But like, in this like setting, the game is out. They know what, they've seen the Rocket League one. They know we're not like scalpers for, for like um, sexy headlines. They know we're there to like tell the story the way to, not the way they want to tell it. That is a fine line. The way it like, happened. Yeah, the way it happened. Authentically. Yeah. Right? Without no press spin. And I think uh, the Doom one is a really good example of like, no, there would be no situation in which, at least on video, the story would be told otherwise. Sure. I feel like written word in games coverage has been great for years, but I do feel like you know, that's, that's been disappearing, right? Like that's totally. the other thing. You know, I mean, that's you know, Colin. You know, he did the he do the history of whoever these giant pieces, right? And then 
the mandate, not in a bad way, would be though, hey, cool, what's the most interesting things that happened? All right, put out an article before that with that headline linking back, you know, yeah. you try to, because the audience doesn't necessarily want to come in. And that's what's interesting about what you're doing is the fact that you got a taste of that at GameSpot, right? Yeah. Like you got to do some of these things. You did a whole bunch of great video content there and long form stuff like this, but not nearly as in depth as this, at no. least in, so from what I've seen so far, you know better than me. And the fact that, Whereas you couldn't probably do this giant Rocket League documentary thing at GameSpot and have that make sense for them financially because they are a business. Yeah. When you break away and we all start going off to make our content piecemeal, the audience gets to vote and decide and they get to sit there on Patreon and be like, no, here's the money we would give you. Right. That GameSpot would want to put that into some other project, some other piece. Yeah. And then they'd let me know like how, how, cause then that's like a really malleable thing. Like that Rocket League thing could be twice as long mm-hmm, and take mm-hmm. twice as long to make, or it could be half as long. And, and I get to have that like one-on-one feedback with the audience yeah. in a way that's so, so much more authentic. Like, creatively, this is the most exciting time I've ever had in my entire life. Sure. Like, it's also, like, the, the hardest working. Of course. The least amount of sleep and probably the most stressful. Sure. But it's, it's like, the best. Yeah. It's, like, it's everything you told me it would be. Exactly. Like, nine months ago. Uh, it, what's funny is here you say it's been two months, but it feels like... It, I mean, that's the thing. I remember this time last year being here... Not here, right. obviously. We're in the spare bedroom. But, I mean, being kind of funny and talking about it, blah, 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 and, like, game of the year... Like, Oh God, this time last year we worked at IGN. You know what I mean? Like this is two years ago right now. We are working at IGN and that feels like an alien world. You know what I mean? Like such a different reality that that's so close, but it feels so far. And I'm looking forward to being that year in more than anything because so much about what what Noclip is doing is like a promise that there's going to be this vault of like kind of oddly evergreeny because we're not making that much stuff but we're making hopefully stuff that's like and shout out to Jeremy I say we because Jeremy J my producer is incredible what am Jeremy J absolutely sent me the color grades about 30 minutes ago of the Doom stuff looking great yeah Um, I'm looking forward to like because we have all these like deal not deals but we have all these like plans and trips proposed for the next like six months yeah. and they are so exciting but I you know don't sure. want to talk about these things till they're done sure. so a year from now I'm looking at like what the hit list is and being like oh my fuck if we have God. all if we actually get yeah. all this done right? that yeah, is yeah, awesome yeah. so yeah it's always it's exciting to, to get them out so I'm looking forward to well, getting the Doom one out Rocket League and Doom two hot games available on a Playstation console exactly yeah. see what you did there synergy <laughs> with PS I love you XOXO but so for real though with all the work you're doing on this because mm. it is just you you. I mean it's you got two guys and then you have contractors or you have people that are helping you out or is it just you two it's just the two of us how are you Basically, playing games? We so you have, have like other people to do like motion graphics. But sure, that's all sure, like sure. One-off stuff. Right, right, know, right, right. right. In a while. Do you have time to play games? Are you? I have more time to play games now than I ever had. Again. Really? Because like efficient, I can like be way more efficient with my time now. Yeah. Uh, like one example, my wife works like uh, an odd week. She doesn't work a nine to five, Monday to Friday. Yeah. Um. So before, like, I would have to like she would be you know the day off during the week that she was not working I can now take off and now I can work on the weekends where she's away instead of just sort of being on my tod and not being not knowing what I'm doing gotcha. and then when it comes to the work stuff at GameSpot it was like alright you go in and, like Mondays are the perfect example I would go in nobody goes into the office because it's San Francisco until like fucking 10 o'clock yeah, 10.30 yeah, yeah, yeah. right uh, and then you know we have a meeting and then it's 11 o'clock and it's half 11 and it's 12 and it's lunchtime and like now on a Monday I've gotten up at like half eight and I wandered to my office like 20 yards away. Yeah. And by 11 o'clock, I have like done every email I needed to do. I've like started like on the rushes. I've like exported the latest live stream to my own YouTube because I'm doing my own little YouTube stuff as well. Sure. Um, uh, for fun. Uh, 
and so like I've so much more I'm so much more efficient in my work that I have so much more time to play games nice and I'm playing games I'm playing new games I'm playing loads of games on my, my PS4 at the moment I'm playing uh, games on my PC a lot uh, I got an N64 I never owned an N64 in my that, life I saw you I saw you when you announced that and had I was like holy shit that's crazy it was so much I'm playing through Ocarina of Time at the moment yeah. uh, on a live stream and it's like I never have time to do that and it's great and it's like informative to me and it's fun and it's it's uh, it's like what it feels like I'm in college in a weird way, yeah. and it's weird because I'm pulling like fifty hour work weeks, but like I still have all this extra time I didn't nice. have before. Uh, yeah, so I love it. Like it, it's strange. Whenever like I would go on someone else's podcast and talk talk about games, if I came out here or I went on Giant Bomb and stuff, yeah, I'd always have this like two days before I'd be like, oh, I got to make sure I like play something, play something, something yeah. to talk so, have about, something hot. Yeah. yeah Whereas yeah. like I yesterday I was like, oh yeah, like Titanfall, Watch Dogs, you know, fucking steep. Oh yeah, the beta the beta yeah. Deep? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, played like me and my wife have played more Spelunky the past month probably than we have any game in the past twelve months. Very nice. Uh, yeah, so it's it's wonderful. Okay. Did you find that at all when you left? Or no, but I think uh, that's been the difficult thing for us, and what I what I like so much about you, it, like because uh, it's always grass is greener situation, right? Yeah. Where I look at you and it's like, man, it'd be awesome to be able to commit to one project, right? You know what I mean? That yeah. is the problem of just like for us, it's back to back to back to back and there's no gaps in there. You know what I mean? I've been trying to have this thread conversation on our forums with our kids and it's one of those where I, I keep, it's like I'm getting cryogenically frozen where right. I'm in there and I'm active and I'm talking to you and then I'm gone for three days and then I come back yeah. in and it's like, okay, I'm responding and it's because, you know, like before you, it, today was like the, not the worst, but it was like our morning meeting that we do every Monday, mm-hmm. right? Of like, all right, what's happening? Everybody's little neck of the woods. All right, that's what's happening. Great. I need to book PSX flights, right. but Colin's gone. I need the stories for Colin and Greg live. All right, we did Colin and Greg live. All right, now Danny's coming. All right, Colin's not here to get the news for PSI yeah. love you XOXO or the trophies or the thing. So I'm doing all of that on top of the, and it's just like I in like today people have been asking me like hey what about this or what about that like Kevin and Nick and I'm like cool great idea can you just email me and put it in the subject yep. line because I'm not going to remember this conversation but when I get to my desk at five tonight I'll totally remember it and be yeah. able to talk to you yeah I, I totally see that like there's a domino effect that you guys have that doesn't exist with mine because sure. I basically end up being like a control freak of the whole thing yeah um but then on the flip side I don't have anyone to off set any work and that, and that's the thing and that's like the, the checks and the balances of it right because there's more of us we can do more mm. and that but the, there's not an endless team you know what right. i mean so like as we look forward to 2017 we keep talking about like we think we have a good plan in place to make fix some of our pain points to get us not back on track like we're off track mm. but bring it in where it's not as crazy because there's been a yeah. few days uh in the past month where i have played a game at my desk and it's right. like ooh. That's never happened in kind of funny, but here we are where you start etching out because it's what you're talking about. I think to an extent of like, I'm a control freak too. And mm. I take, you know, kind of funny as a, uh, not my cross to bear, but I mean, we all live and die for the company and yeah. I am very much of the guy like you got the team on your back when I know something's wrong. When right. I know, when I know that we need to address something, I can't not address it. I need to jump in there and then that becomes a different, another thing to worry yeah. about and do all this different stuff. And that's, with. that is easier. I think when you're on your own, because you know that, Oh, it's on me yeah. and I'll do it later. It's not like it's, there's all this other stuff happening and I, I don't have time for it. Like for instance, like now I look up my, 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 um, Patreon page and it, it, it doesn't reflect where we are now at all. Oh sure. Because the, the, like when I was here the morning of, um, uh, when we, we, we launched yeah. it, um, and like it, it went past the, the top tier that I was expecting. Yeah. And what that does is it's like, oh my God, that's amazing. But also it's like, oh, I can change the business plan. Like we can go for things we were going to go for before. Yeah. So like now we've planned, like we've, trips to Japan that are already like on on the very near horizon yeah. that like were never going to be possible yeah, yeah. unless without like 
without like six months of it and being able to put money aside and whatnot. Um, so like that's one of the things I look at it and go, ah, it looks like I'm I'm doing one thing, but I'm pitching another, and I you know hope people know that like we're actually using this funding and it's X Y Z. Sure, and that's the biggest thing. I mean, for us, that I think our audience is great about. You know what I mean? The best friends as we call them is the fact that like, you know we have the best intentions and they get away right. from us so quickly. And like our Patreon page, right? Like uh, when we, in January 5th, our anniversary, we tried to make that my birthday. Of, hey, great. Both of us born the same day. I know it's my uh, anniversary too. <laughs> we try to make that kind of funny day. And like last year when we did that, we, it was very much like, Hey, cool. And I, me personally being like, I'm going to be better about being on Patreon. And I have not been, I've been right. a little bit better and I've, I've got great people out there helping me like Amy and, and her and her friend or whatever. Amy yeah, Amy Gills, what up? Another Irish one there. Yeah. Um, and so it's like, to take over. it's there and people understand what's happening and like they give us a lot of rope. And, but then when it, they do feel we've neglected something, they're quick to tell us. And right. that's what I want. I want, totally. because I want, it's what we always talked about is like Patreon is your feet to the fire. You know yeah. what I mean? If you don't like something, you have a very clear mechanism to tell us and vote with your wallet and try, we have to try to fix that. Yeah. yeah. It, it, reading all that has been like very, yeah. you know, interesting and, and, and it's scary, right? Because like, I still have like every YouTube comment, yeah. every, every, every edited, deleted, new pledge every single one gets little notification and it should like i should probably turn it off but i rather have my feet to the fire yeah exactly, i rather exactly. know than not know and be able to react to it yeah. um and you're right it's it, it's it's i it's funny right because I, I whatever i think i feel like especially when when i was in the press and we talk about things like kickstarters and things and you think about people um stretching uh goodwill as, as much as they could yeah and i do feel like that with the amount of goodwill that exists on that i can very easily see how people would do that sure um and us being people who like would never in a million years even think about stretching it a tiniest amount um it is super important to sort of have that uh that honest one-on-one communication and it's I- it's one of the few one of because i'm terrible about emails and stuff like that the patron message thing is yeah. like because I'm lucky, right? We don't have a I don't have a separate forum. I've got sure. a Discord chat and we we talk in there and stuff. But I, there's not that many points of contact. You guys have a lot more, yeah. Um, uh, on your Twitch stuff as well and everything else. Uh, that is the one that I have. Like, okay, if I don't respond to these and like, in, it used to be in like five hours. Now it's like forty eight because there's like so yeah. many come in. But like, that's the one that I don't neglect more than anything because if, sure. if somebody's got something they really need to complain about, that's where they are. And that's um, been the thing with us is the fact that our community's awesome, but it is fractured. Where it is mm. like the Facebook kids are the Facebook kids and the Reddit kids are the Reddit kids and the forum kids are the forum Facebook. kids. And it's like <laughs> it, they're all doing awesome stuff together, but mm. the problem is that. You know, when somebody's mad about something in Facebook, it doesn't necessarily get transferred to my Twitter. Right. And so by the time somebody's like, hey, by the way, this is happening, like, what? Oh, and you get over there, you're like, oh, fuck. Like, yeah. no, we weren't ignoring you. I'm sorry. It's just this, that, and the other. And, and we keep having to do the 2017. Like, we have plans. Just give us a little bit more. Just a, not time. You know what I mean? Because it's yeah. not, we're stretching the goodwill. It's just trying to make everyone understand that every hour of the day is accounted for. Yeah. Not to mention, then it is something like you made a joke about it of like, you know, I'm there and I'm talking to you on Thursday and I'm having this really detailed forum thread and then I pick up Pertillo on Friday and my right. day is done. I'm yeah. shutting down to worry about this right now and try to take care of this and the fact that like it's just real life intruding on your right. professional life which is your my professional life is my personal life my personal life is my professional life and it's we talk about so much more than video games here and it's just yeah, a never totally. ending everlasting gobstopper right. Actually, you of have, content. You have, and, and I think that's where I'm lucky with no clipping away although I do all the streaming stuff but it's not it's nowhere near as 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 sort of um, uh, 360 uh, as, as your guys' stuff. Uh, but like at the end of the day, we're making like very, I'm making like very, I don't know, it's about one game and it's one thing. Whereas you guys are talking about politics and your home life and all this right. sort of stuff. And, it's, and it's, it it's must that, be harder to, to well, wall that, that thing off. of just like, you know what I mean? Of like, 
and I'm not at all complaining. I love this job mm. and I love this company. But yeah, like of like you know, last night I was like, oh, I'm gonna go to bed. Well, I should watch Westworld. Right. I want to be able to keep talking <laughs> to people. I want to engage with the best friends about Westworld because they're talking about that. And then it's like I'm feeling guilty because I'm playing so much Watch Dogs too. Right. Daniel Dwyer, I fucking love Watch Dogs too. But it is that thing of like I, I turn on my PS4 and I'm like, there's that Time Machine VR game on the cross media <laughs> bar, and I still want to touch Robinson. It's like, oh man, and Dishonored sitting here in its steel book, and I'm like, yeah. I'll get to those eventually. Like I have to be true. Like same thing with the content, right? I'll, we can only make the content we're passionate about. I can only play mm. what I'm passionate about in that second. That's what it's got to be. And that's and I think that both of us probably had that exact same responsibility feeling in our previous jobs. Yeah. But it was to the company, not to the fans. Or at least that's what it felt like to me. Was that like now? Now it feels like it's at least in a good. Sp- place like it sure. makes sense to me i mean like i'm yeah I, I understand what you're saying there i for me it was yeah i wanted to be able to help anybody i could help and i wanted to be able to if we were going to be if we're working at ign which is this source of information and this knowledge base like mm. i want to try to and it was impossible then it's impossible now but I, if something comes to psn i want to know something about yeah. it whereas like now there's so many games on psn and also that's <laughs> we you know this is something that happened with playstation 4 pro launch right it's not really right our job to review everything anymore mm. or do it or have, you know, we have opinions about it and I'm basing my opinions on facts and friends and articles and reviews. And like, mm. do I need to go out and play every PSN game, every PlayStation four pro to be like, nah, you know what I mean? Not for me right now. Kind of thing. Who it knows? was really weird. I, we had a, uh, like the patron, uh, hangout on Sunday, mm. uh, super fun. Just like two and a half hours of shooting the shit basically. And somebody asked me what my um, thoughts were on the, uh, EA sponsorship, like watermark thing that they're doing. Do you know oh, about I, this? I haven't heard about this. No. Exactly. Okay. So I was like, I don't, what are you like, talking about? I, 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 could you <laughs> tell me what it is and I'll let you know what it yeah. is. And like before that was like right in my wheelhouse of like oh, yeah. games coverage and ethics and, and you know, all that sort of stuff. Uh, and the fact that like, I was like, I felt kind of bad. It yeah. was like, but it's also liberating, right? Totally. Like, it is that thing of like, I'll say something on Connor Greg live and the Twitch channel correct me. And I'm like, Oh, right. Well, again, yeah. it's this weird thing of like, we're not even, we're not breaking the news. We're telling you, right? right. Like we're here to commentate with you and take our years of ex- expertise and our personalities and apply that all to it. But mm. what you deem that job, you know, I'm talking about from like what I, I mean, I'm an internet personality when somebody asks what I do, right? right. And it's like, that's a weird thing to say, but I'm known for video games and I like video games and people like my opinions on video games, but I don't play every video game anymore. Yeah. And people aren't coming to me like, hey, where's the Dishonored 2 review? You know what I mean? They're, <laughs> they're more coming to me as friends and be like, you're going to like this game. You should play this game. Why yeah. aren't you playing this game? I'm like, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. I'll get to it. It's a weird life now. The world of games coverage has totally changed. I think this this podcast is a really good embodiment of that where there, there, there is there is no ubiquitous like this is what a gamer is anymore. Yeah. And that kind of was before and the, the only division you would kind of have was between oh, did you buy Sega or, or sure, Nintendo, sure, sure. right? Or you're one of those weirdos that an, an Amstrad um, or an Amiga. Uh, but like it was now it's just so broad that like to expect people to have that like you you know that cross platform I remember those days much, at right? IGN man when you when you right. did know everything yeah. and you did play everything and you had an opinion about every right. big and then when it just all exploded where it's like you know like when game awards came out and it was uh uh, time for us to nominate who should be on the nominations because kind of funny it was mm. nice enough to be a judge or, whatever, or asked to be a judge this time around and like there was like categories when it, we got to like the game of like a game for social change or whatever and we we're like we'd like maybe two submissions out of the five and right. then you get it back none of our submissions made it and we're like <laughs> fuck I need to play these games I haven't even heard of these games like where are these games <laughs> hiding because you know you go to packs and you see these things and you okay this and they're doing that and mm. it's like all right I think 
I have a window, but even the window is such a small keyhole. You miss right. so much that's happening out there. And the same is true of coverage, where yeah. like you know, you you've got a really healthy audience, like loads of people on all these different platforms. I have a like an audience that I'm. It's only me, and I feel like oh my god, that's so many people, and it's awesome that they that they care. But then you know, I was with Rooster Teeth folks a couple of uh, weeks ago. I was there, I was down in Austin, and like they've got their own thing going on. It's yeah. GameSpot, Nigeria, and like all over the place. And like I think even Breaking Away has like has allowed me to see just how many people are on so many different platforms are like engaging with different folks. Oh, totally, right? I mean, I remember the first time I met Rooster Teeth. Right. And it was that thing of Tim's like, do you know who these guys are? I'm like, I've heard of them. I've heard yeah. of Red versus Blue. And then you like, you pull back that curtain and see how huge they're like, holy shit, how did I? And then it was the same thing of like, yeah, like, oh, I, Boogie. I knew the right. Francis character. Yeah. And then you meet Boogie, he's an amazing person. You look at his reach, you're like, oh, fuck. And then right. like, even this year for Trending Gamer, it was like, okay, sure, Angry Joe, you. Yeah, lyrics guy, on there. Lyric. And I'm yeah. like, who is, li oh, yeah. lyric is huge. Okay, my bad. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I didn't know that. You know what I mean? Because that's how it gets to work. And it's the same way whenever... I meet someone outside of our industry mm. and they're like, well, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm in your personality. And they're like, oh, you're like PewDiePie. I'm like, not even remotely close. I'm like, to a very small group of people, very small group of people, I'm a big deal. To yeah. everyone else, I'm a, I'm fucking nobody. And you know what I mean? The fact that I've been around, it'll be a- Hey, you're trending gamer 2015. <laughs> that, that and $2 and a, get you a cup of coffee. All right? <laughs> <laughs> but that's the whole thing of like, you know, you, if you know, if you're in that, not even if you're in that world of gaming. If mm. you're in my very specific PlayStation wheelhouse, you might know me and you either love or hate me, probably. Right. Whereas, like, if you're outside of that, like, PC gamers have... Like, that was one of my favorite things about, <laughs> right. like, life on the outside, right? Yeah. And you know it, too, uh, from, you know, going to do no clip, but before that of, like... I remember when I would go to a Naughty Dog or to a Sony Santa Monica or to any of these places and inevitably developers would come up and be like, man, I listen to your podcast while I work. It's right. so cool. I'm like, oh man, that's awesome. That's crazy. Your games inspire me and here we are, you know, we're able to get you three days. And when I went and did the Civ 6 coverage, right? I walked it in is. there and blank fucking faces. All these <laughs> PC guys were like, who are you? And I'm like, oh, I did this. I'm like, I do kind of funny. And they're like, What's that? I'm like, uh, I used to work for IGN. Like, oh, we we kind of know. You know Steve Butts? I'm like, yeah, I know Steve Butts. That's a weird one. Sure. Like, you know, Steve Butts is the one. And then it was their testers. Right. Two of their QA people came over. We're like, oh, my God, we're here testing the game. We know you. I'm like, oh, thank you. It's it was weird to be here on a PC That's, game. That is strange, though. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. like weird wheelhouses. That yeah, it's these micro in. communities now yeah. that but they're the communities that are so awesome and passionate that they can support us and make this happen, yeah. support you and make your thing totally. happen. And that's the other thing that's been crazy for us getting to Patreon early you know before a lot of people did is like it was always that uh, in the beginning it was that thing of like oh it's awesome that uh easy allies is going to go do this and right that you're gonna and, and i remember those early days when somebody would go and we'd be like all right watch the numbers here we're gonna drop here we're gonna drop right. and it never happened and inevitably the numbers seem to go up because it's like you're bringing in new people yeah, and then they're like, like those you'll see our kids who are supporting you be like oh kind of funny is awesome they'll go for that and then vice versa and everybody oh yeah you guys were like a huge gateway drug for me into patreon like i support like I think eight or nine different mm, mm. Uh, creators on there uh, before I started my own one. And yeah, it was like, of course, because you're, once you're in the ecosystem, it's it like, makes oh, sense. I get it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Okay, yeah. That, that's the, that was the biggest hurdle for us when we first started is that nobody knew what this thing was. Oh, yeah. And what am I signing my credit card up for? And what's going to happen? And how's it going to work? And yeah, yeah, it's really weird. Well, Danny, should we talk about PlayStation? Might as well. This is how, no, we were talking about video games. It's all in the same thing. If you didn't know, ladies and gentlemen, this is PS. I love you. XOXO. It is kind of funny.com's PlayStation podcast. It is the number one PlayStation podcast on the internet, and it posts every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific time. Rain or shine is one big MP3 and a YouTube video on youtube.com slash kind of funny games or kind of funny.com for short housekeeping. 
Go vote for Danny, thegamewards.com. <laughs> he needs you to become this year's trending gamer of the year. We you already keep... fucked me on that speech last year. I know, right? You, you fucked better... everyone. No, no, that'll be fine. If Boogie gets up there, he'll Boogie fucking be knock it out of the park. God, I love that guy. You'll, you're going to get up there, everybody's going to be like, what's he saying? Yeah. I can't Who's understand this guy? the accent. What's yeah. He... Oh, yeah, that happens no matter what. That was that was like the funny thing about winning the trending gamer thing. Right. It's like, I won it. I came off stage. Then the emotion set in. I'm like, holy right. shit, this actually happened. And I checked my phone like 64 messages from friends. Across oh, yeah, the yeah. I'm like, this is awesome. And then yeah, you'd I go to Twitter and like obviously it was overwhelming supportive, but then there were so many people saying and like like just one on <laughs> I was like sorry you're getting so much hate and I'm like what are you talking about and you searched it and it was so many thousands of tweets of who is Greg Miller or who the fuck is Greg Miller just like <laughs> not adding me they legitimately like who is this guy why didn't PewDiePie win what is going on I'm a Markiplier fan it's amazing also remember that PSX is happening it is happening. Yes. The weekend, that first weekend there of December, we have a live panel for PSX. So Saturday, they'll do their PSX press conference. We're going to stay behind here in Kind of Funny HQ, give you your pre-show, your live reaction show, and then a post-show breaking it all down that'll go up on the PS I Love You XOXO uh, threads and forums and uh, YouTubes and MP3 services. Uh, That'll all be live on twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games, the post-show archive for you. Then Sunday, we're all flying down to PSX. We're doing a panel at noon it'll be there p.s i love you xo xo live with me tim colin david jaffe and a bevy of playstation faces you will want to be around to see then directly after that we're doing a meet and greet 1 p.m on site at psx uh sony at the time of this recording hasn't confirmed the exact place but obviously we'll be there we'll tell you i think they're going to lead us right over so you can just follow us uh and we can all take photos together inside the bevmo Outside the Bethlehem. Yeah. Well, please, we go to Portillo's. <laughs> Portillo's right there, Danny. You got to go. You got to get some hot uh, drawn to death scoops yeah, I mean, from Mr. Jaffe. I bet I bet it's going to come out during PSX. You think? I think I think that's are more. Are they that close? I guess they're, are they in the They've gone beta? quiet. They were doing they that were, shit. Yeah. We bitched about it a lot on the show. They did that. Right. Then they went quiet for a long time, which is probably right. going to be good. Then they came out, got the bad news out in front that, hey, we're charging for it now. Oh, yeah. I yeah. guess they're going to be a real game. And then they went quiet. And I think it's going to be that they're going to come out and be like, all right, cool. We're charging for it. Here's everything you're getting. And it's live right now. Do you think they're going to announce the, what else, what else do you think they're going to announce at, at, at PSX? Do you think the uh, changing your username is going to be there? Yeah. I mean, I, well, I mean, like we make that prediction literally every oh, really? PSX or okay. E3 that it's time it's gotta be now did you see the the leak from yeah. the epic or from the unreal engine thing yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and we had actually we've talked about this in passing uh, a few months ago now uh an insider who right. we can't confirm it or whatever sent us a pdf of a presentation that looked really really real yeah and it was like yeah this is on track and we're gonna announce it at psx but like cool again we're not news guys and it was like We've heard this once or twice. twice yeah, exactly. <laughs> We've always thought that. But yeah, I think that'll be it. Uh, I think you'll see Drawn to Death. Um, I think they'll announce Uncharted DLC there, like the, the cool. single player DLC. But we'll have PSX predictions next week. Don't worry about no, that. For at- now, <laughs> let's begin the show with what is and forever will be Roper's Report. <laughs> gotta go do 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 I can't. It's not my thing. It's not my thing. Time for some singular possessive news. Danny, hold on. Hold on. This isn't usually your gig. No, not at all. I'm just the funny man. You get to be the funny man. Okay. Danny, there are eight items on Roper's Count them. Now say, you gotta say, scream Baker's Dozen. Baker's Dozen. There you go. Nailed it. You're gonna be hit with these kids. I know. Number one, Danny. Uncharted 4 is getting a co-op mode called Survival. You can play it co-op or okay. solo. It's got challenges. A build, you build your own arsenal. It's got 50 waves 
And then, from the PlayStation blog where Naughty Dog wrote, every 10 waves culminates in an intense boss battle, including our all-new Pirate Warlords. There's 10 <laughs> maps. It will be playable at PSX. So it's horde mode. It's horde. Co-op mode makes it sound like, yo, you got to play single player. You can be... No, no, no. It's definitely a horde mode. Let okay. me give you the longer explanation, okay? Do it. Survival is a wave-based mode where you and up to two additional friends can take on swarms of increasingly powerful enemies and unique objectives. One, one to three. Yeah. So what is it? Okay. You can, be, you can play solo or you can play with or a three. total of three people. Okay. Uh, you're going to... Uh, we've built upon what they did in Uncharted 2 and Uncharted 3 and evolved the mm. core gameplay experience with an entirely new level of depth, challenge, and variety. From new enemy types and powerful new bosses to a dedicated progression system and expansive, upgradable arsenal, survival is all about strategy, camaraderie, and skill. Camaraderie. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Marty uh, over at IGN had the exclusive preview as of this uh, recording. Oh, cool. Yeah, he says that the way they're breaking it up into the, you know, it's 50 waves or whatever, mm. 10 uh, at a time, though, it feels like there's good, like, checkpoints in terms of, like, you're not just doing this forever and ever and ever. Uh, from what I saw in the trailer, they put out the pirates look cool. It's the Libertalia guys, you know, oh, cool. has, like, skull dudes running So it's, like, one map. It's, like, this is the... There's 10 the maps. Oh, right. I'm yeah, sorry. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, it's fine. Don't worry. It's all, it's all just getting delivered to you. You're very tired. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> You've been editing nonstop. Yeah, I don't... It's not enough to draw me back in. I'm not stoked about right. it. I like Tim and I were talking on Colin and Greg live about doing a let's play of it, of course, but I'm not a big multiplayer guy. And so even horde mode, I en- I've enjoyed my horde mode here or there mm. with the gears, but I'm not in the mood to start a new one and do anything. No. And it's difficult. Like uh, uncharted for multiplayer, I thought was fun, but it's like any multiplayer thing. Unless you have a group of people who you're playing with yeah. on the reg, it's kind of difficult to, to keep doing it. Sure. For me, horde mode is the same kind of thing where like, I really like playing horde mode on launch. Cause at least you've got enough people who are kind of in that ecosystem yeah. already. And this to me, I don't, I haven't seen how it plays yet, but like I would actually be more interested in doing a sort of a horde mode equivalent in uncharted than I would be going back to play more multiplayer. But I'd also, I, I need to find now two people to do it with. And yeah, if I don't... You just play by yourself. Nonsense. Horde mode, I think, is one of those modes that, like... Because I enjoyed the Gears for horde mode stuff. Um, I thought the way they sort of, like, mixed that up with the, you know, having the, the whatever it's called, the toolkit creator thing. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 And, like, banking all the guns and stuff. I thought, like, that was that was a cool evolution of a concept that we've kind of... Has become a little bit trite. Like, Gears 100%. 1, we, kind of, we, we know what a horde mode is now. you got to mix it up a little bit. And I felt like... I feel like, okay, if they're doing that, that's cool, but... But, you know, I I don't know. I'll put a tweet out and see if anyone wants to play with me. And if they don't, then I probably oh, I'm sure no bother. one will want to play with you. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. No, the thing about it, I mean, what, I'm, what I've read, you know, in passing from Marty's thing, and I'm clicking it open here to see, mm. is that it sounds like saying horde mode is selling it short in the right. way that there are bosses. Oh, it's like a single player it's like more i think it's there's more to it than what horde mode would suggest if just wave right. after wave where there are the bosses there are the upgrades there are building out your arsenal actually getting better equipment there mm. is a reason to play it over and over and over again whereas you know not even just that you're on the same thing right like not on the same map on non-stop or whatever but yeah you see what he's saying I, this is marty over at ign i really appreciate that uncharted force 50 waves of co-op are broken up into 10 separate five wave chunks this alleviates the feeling that you have to devote a di- giant chunk of time and you know uh, experience the whole thing and allows you a bit more progress oh. if you have brief window of playing a time okay so i think you like, can save and leave is what he makes it sound right like that's me. cool because yeah. i because like for instance the gears one is also you know there is a boss after every 10 waves yeah so yeah. it kind of feels like they're truncated that way but you can't leave and come back so yeah if yeah. you play it solo you have ai companions so you're not like on oh your really getting screwed yeah. okay i'm back in now because <laughs> i'm definitely that loser who like i i like playing with friends like rocket league is a good example of a game i like to play with friends a lot but like 
most of the time I'll play a game on my own. Like I'll happily play Fallout, oh, yeah. Fallout for like 500 hours. Oh my God. No, that, that was yesterday. Like it was my first, you know, uh, my mom Sox. had been in town. Yeah, yeah. Jen had been in town. Everybody was gone. So it was just me and this broken dog. And I sat there and played Watch Dogs all day long. Right. And it was that thing of, I was so much fun. And then uh, at one point I got hit up to join just a party of other friends who were playing, but not play the game. They were all, we were all playing Watch Dogs, but yeah. not playing together. <laughs> and then at the end of the day, I hopped down with Scott Lowe and actually did like oh, two cool. hours of co-op missions. And it was fun. But even then I'm like, I want to get back to progressing my story <laughs> and doing all these different things because that's where I feel like the most yeah. commitment. Can we talk about Watch Dogs 2? Yeah, sure. Bit? Oh, hey, how about this then? Okay, here we go. How about a seamless transition? Do it. Second item now because of this question on the Roper's Report. Baker's Dozen. Wa- thank you very much. Watch Dogs 2 is going to be a video game. In, yes, a but movie. the sales, the launch sales oh. are lower than they were last time around. Then Watch Dogs 1? Yeah. Okay. No surprise there. But here, uh, again, IGN.com, they hit up Ubisoft asked for a statement. They got one here. We're incredible. They, they walked four, four streets. They just walked down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They, hit up, they knocked on Stone's window. <laughs> We're incredibly happy with critics and players' very positive reception to watch uh, of Watch Dogs Two, which should bolster support for the long term success of a game. The game. God, I'm screwing everything up. It is true that the first day and first week sales for a number of big games, including Watch Dogs Two and titles from our competitors, are comparatively lower than previous versions in previous years. Mm. However, we expect both week two and week three sales to be above traditional sales patterns there is a trend there is a trend toward games especially high quality games having stronger and longer tales is favorable reviews and word of mouth spread watchdog 2 is all watchdogs 2 is already considered a tremendous addition to the open world action adventure series and we're confident that millions of players are going to love it this is something i've heard from like i don't know if this is a trend that like pr people are talking about Mm -hmm. or if it's actually accurate but especially from like going off and doing these interviews and and emailing people and stuff this is a trend that i've heard from like easily half a dozen different uh games companies over the past that release doesn't it's starting to matter less and less that the longer tail so like for instance last week you guys you know we do the rundown where you say like oh this is how many games got sold it's rocket league came up and you're like oh that's amazing rocket league's in there right so like rocket league has sold more in the past six months than it did the first six months mm, mm. which is you're like, crazy you're like what like yeah. how does and that's not just like in terms of like the money they got, i'm sure from their crates and all that so like just sales they've sold more so and the the week one stuff i've been hearing a lot about this and a lot of people have been saying okay it could have something to do with the fact that you know embargo reviews there's sometimes less of them on some titles yeah. or that people are now listening to youtubers and twitch streamers more or that sometimes it takes even the youtubers an extra two weeks to get their eyes on something that's really resonating yep uh, like they listen to trends then they like signal boost those trends and then people are like oh that's 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 really cool yeah i mean look at the look at how popular things like early access are now like people aren't the the week one launch thing isn't as big as it used to be and i think especially in q4 when there's so many games out yeah. like when did the first, well, the first Watch Dogs? i don't think came out during this period i'm in my well, head it got it, delayed right because it was going to be a launch title for next gen and then it got pushed back there was it a february or something, something or, like that, in my head that's that's where no because yeah right? you're right because it was going to be remember they had the playstation 4 bundle because it was going to be there right it was the first next gen game and then yeah no it got pushed and then the same thing happened with titanfall which was like again titanfall came out in this like beautiful easter period or whatever it was march or something where there was nothing either side of it yeah it ended and then, on may 27th 2014 watchdogs did yeah yeah so like what okay pre pre e3 like yeah. there's a, usually a little bit of a one or two games in last there, right us. right exactly yeah so and titanfall the same thing and titanfall this year comes out on top of three battlefield good. one and then call of duty right after it yeah. and then yeah it's getting yeah. or it's sorry two equally good fps games yeah um so yeah i i you know okay number one 
PR company is always going to say face. You sure. Ask them for a quote, they're going to give you one that spins it, right? So yeah. take it with a pinch of salt. But also, yeah, that's, I've, I've been hearing the same thing. I, it's one of those, I don't think we're there yet where you can be like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. But I do think that we're moving towards it. And I think uh, what you see with Bethesda's review policy, right? right? That was very much the same thing. And I think Bethesda's wording made it seem a bit more like thumbing their nose at traditional IGN and GameSpot, mm. right? And I think that they're putting they mentioned reviews in here but in reality i think what they're talking about is the twitch streamer is the youtube right. person especially for a game like watchdogs 2 where yeah here hold on i got it in here hold on because i want to i want to bring up something else so here's something else you another ub story that i have on okay here. this is number six we're just going to toss it in right Do now it. okay it's from gamesindustry.biz. Oh, yeah. Brendan Sinclair. Get yep. it done. Ubisoft moving away from scripted narrative. Now, I'm just going to read this entire, this real quick article, but go give them the click so you have the whole thing. <laughs> uh, Ubisoft is changing its approach to story in games. In an interview with French newspaper Le Monde, published, Le Monde. Le Monde, published this week, Ubisoft chief creative officer Serge Hascoat. I don't know. Okay. You're, How do you spell it? H-A-S-C-O-E-T. Has I don't know. Hasco. 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 You can't you I got I know all these French words a lot. I know you don't say the last syllable the last letter. Yeah. Like the last continent. So we're gonna say ha- soft. Hasco. Hasco. Yogging. Yeah. Uh said the company will use less narration in its coming games. The first hints of the shift are visible in games already on shelves. Hasco has said one of the, the driving ideas behind the new Ubisoft approach is that each game should be in quote unquote antidote factor. No. Antidote factory. I'm screwing that. An antidote factory? No, not 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 antidote anecdote 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 factory factory. i'm powering through that word but he (laughs) put that was in quotes i was very i was very concerned about hitting the air quotes not so much the word uh that phrasing was used by far cry 4 developers to talk about the game back in 2014 and also has been used to describe the just released watchdogs 2 while both games have larger scripted narratives they provide players with the freedom to engage in that story or go off on their own and the worlds are designed to allow for unexpected things to happen to and around the player Hasco said initially the worlds in Ubisoft games should be interesting to players, even if they just want to inhabit them as tourists. For Watch Dogs 2, that meant a San Francisco packed with activities and interesting people. Hasco said the goal is to give players ways to express themselves that will be interesting enough to justify sharing them with friends. While some of the elements of the new approach are visible in current releases, Hasco said the first game to embody the new direction fully will be the next Assassin's Creed. Quote, for the next Assassin's Creed, the designers have created a system in which what I do not only has meaning just now, but also long term. My actions will change the world. That That is very interesting. And this is one of those things when you talk about Minecraft, when you talk about Rocket League, when you talk about the mm. games that have the staying power that week one doesn't matter, this is why. Right, yeah. Because I'm playing Watch Dogs at home, and it's the first game in forever that I'm like, fuck, I should probably stream this. Like, right. I, when I'm playing a narrative game, I don't understand the point. I want, I'm in it for the story. Yeah. But when I spend literally five hours dicking around, getting research points and key data and, like, trying to figure out how to get up places, mm. why wouldn't I have that open and talk to people, let alone when me and Scott Lowe are playing? Because, like, I play Watch Dogs very specifically where I'm not killing people. I'm hacking. I'm using my brain and my computers and my, you know, my drone and my RC car. And then Scott and I start playing, and it's, like, immediately pandemonium because you don't know exactly what the other person's <laughs> going to do. We're not going to be... So I'm running out of the shotgun, just blowing people away. Right. He's hitting me with a car like all you know i mean like it's just it is the thing of uh, you know i'm gonna come here and give you my anecdote there you go and then talk to you about well, you know the crazy thing we did last night yeah. or how we couldn't believe that uh, you know getting up there to hack this computer that i had to choke all these guys out and like then scott ran me over with the the car we were stealing <laughs> like that those, is what what does the developers always say those water cooler mo- exactly, moments exactly right? water cooler moments indeed but that that is something that I don't think we're there yet, but mm. if you look, if trends were to continue, and God only knows because they change so quickly, I think the fact of, yeah, like it's 
PewDiePie or us talking to our community or somebody else doing it that matters more than what happened on day one. Because right. I do think I was talking to people last night in that group and we were all of the same thing saying, holy shit, this game's great. Mm. And does it, uh, it has no business being this good, especially because it's like, it kind of quietly came out. When I was talking about what, what I was most excited for, you know, in the this second yeah. half of the year, I was like, well, the shooters will be fun, whatever, but I'm really looking forward to South Park. South Park is like, ah, fuck. And I was like, well, after Call of Duty, what is there? After Titanfall for me, what was right. there? And people would be like, watch, like, oh, right. Like, I'm interested, but I don't know if that game's going to yeah. pan out. It's like an also ran. Yeah. It felt like. It exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like what you were talking about with Westworld, right? Where it's like, oh, I better bet on Westworld because everyone's talking about Westworld right mm-hmm. now, right? And that's what a lot of those, like, narrative focused games are, like Uncharted 4, right? Like, you want to play Uncharted 4 the first two weeks that game's out because everyone's talking about it. You don't want to get the story spoiled. And if yeah. you don't, then you go into, like, hibernation mode on it and you're like, oh, I'll play it eventually, but, but you know, I, I got to wait until I've got, like, this, like, one week period where I can fit it in there and cram it in and do all that and story games are amazing and I think what happened with Ubisoft was that with the Assassin's Creed franchise and I know you're not too hot on AC2 right like you guys AC2 I I loved Colin Colin hates hates Assassin's Creed period oh really I loved the Ezio games with the exception of the last one I was like all in totally love so two Brotherhood and then Revelations was right just too much and it was more too much of the same and that, that makes sense and I think w- those were very narrative driven I mean the first one incredibly narrative driven it's 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 almost a fake open world game because it's not really open <laughs> yeah, yeah. for most of it and then <laughs> and then when you're even doing the missions you're, you're doing it the way you're supposed to be doing it it's almost like a hitman game um, but uh, AC2 and, and and Brotherhood were really well written games with good stories you care Re- about that guy you care totally. about totally yeah. and you, everything that's going on there Revelations wasn't three wasn't mm. four is when we start to see the open world piratey nature is what people liked about it. Yeah. The story, Kenway, it wasn't, n- nobody really cared all that much, right? No, and that's the thing. Of, I think that when you, we talk a lot in all the fucking shows we do because we just do, they all run mm. together about this is a great Ubisoft game. And it's right. not that we're putting them, we're saying, but I mean, they're almost, when you say it's a Ubisoft game, it's a Far Cry, it is an Assassin's Creed, it is mm. now a Watchdogs, where it is, you're going to get this huge fucking world with a million boxes to go through and check. Oh, did I get all, did I get the key yeah. data? Have I upgraded this tree? Have I done that? And that is awesome. Like, you know what I mean? For Assassin's Creed, I like, two starting on, I liked Ezio a lot, but Assassin's Creed 2, I was so into the gameplay right. of running through and unlocking the Wolf's Den or whatever they were calling, beating those and going on to the next one and then when you get far cry i remember being that way too and mm. now with watchdogs that's the same thing where yeah like this like, we were talking about this in the chat right of like the story of watchdogs 2 is like makes right. fine sense on paper we're dead sec and we want to you know take down the man or whatever but it's like what like what's the last story mission you did i'm like ah right. you, you tell me the end of it right now of like you know somebody in the comments uh over on because all the questions come from kind of funny.com slash PSQ spoiled the end of uh, the new call of duty for me. I wasn't okay. there yet. And I was like, Oh, I kind of didn't want to know that. Cause I do like this for the story. I do right. like what's happening in infinite warfare and I'm eventually going to get back to when I finish watchdogs, but like, you can come in and be like, Oh yeah, at the end of watchdogs, everything right. gets deleted. They go back to the stone age. I'm like, oh, no like, big yeah, deal. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm more interested in getting everything. And you know, the game hooks, the game yeah. hooks me, not necessarily the story. And I think, oh, so I don't think a, a narrative can like, can hamper your enjoyment of a game. Yeah. If a game is good. But I think if you've got something like, for instance, like the first watchdogs was a game that was trying to do a lot. And you know, it, it felt like the first version of any game. Like it felt like a first version of Assassin's Creed. Some people loved it. I love right. the first AC. A lot of people don't like it. Right. But like, 
when I feel like, I don't know, when a game is that like that and it's frustrating you and also the story has this like total <laughs> ass, like I, Aiden Pierce is le- oh, one of the least likable protagonists ever. That was the thing, yeah. And I think that's what you latch onto and then it be- the narrative of talking about that game with other people is this kind of like downer moment. Mm-hmm. Whereas if they, when they have these games that are like, the open world fun, like Far Cry 3, right? Like Far Cry Primal, like Blood Dragon. Like, all these things are just like, I couldn't, uh, the Far Cry 3 protagonist was some dude who's partying with his friends, and yeah, then, yeah. then he starts fucking this chick all the time. Die, and then, yeah, yeah. The, the, the dude with the mohawk kills his brother. But like, that's not what the game is about. Right. The game is about going around and like skinning lions and yep. fucking throwing Molotovs at people and shit, right? Altano and I did a Let's Play for Far Cry. We had a series of them, whatever, mm. and like, five minutes into the first one, we came upon a cave and there was a tiger in it. Right. And I threw a grenade and he's like, that was a stupid idea because the tiger's already rushing me. <laughs> and as the tiger clears the cave, the grenade goes off and he tumbles at us and cartwheels <laughs> over our shoulder. And like the video is us in just pure joy. Like, what the fuck? And it was like, that's all you have to show somebody. Right. Like, why is Far Cry fun? Yeah. Here you go. It's it's going to be as many hours as you want as just random ass shit like this happening. I, which and I, I kind of hate this in a way because it's basically game design as game marketing is what they're talking <laughs> about. But then like that's not to say you can't make a game that will you know like Uncharted for instance, which is like the pushing factor for me was was the story. Like yeah. it was like yeah. I wanted to know what happened. I wanted to, and you're rewarded at the end with an amazing story finale. Like, it it delivers the story to you at the end. And that's the thing. Nail what you're going for, right? Like, uh, the reason you you really, I think, encapsulate what the problem with the original Watch Dogs was is the fact that I don't even know if I ever gave the gameplay a really great chance because it was like, oh, this guy sucks. Like, what's yeah. he doing? Blah, blah, blah. I mean, I played for like four hours, but I, all I remember from that four hours is him being terrible. Right. Whereas Watch Dogs 2, what I remember is, yeah, the story's bubblegum nonsense, but it's fun bubble. Every, everyone in the world is having fun doing what they're doing, mm. right? We're this group of hackers who have colorful outfits and get to be, and I, I literally, every time I play, go to a new store and buy new clothes <laughs> totally. and deck yourself yeah. out. And like, I'm having fun and they're having fun in the story. And so then it just, it, I want to go have mm. more fun and spray paint more billboards and take down more you know do all the different shit i want to live in that world as long as possible and i think a game that sort of encapsulates the i guess the opposite of what they're going for that's out at the moment is uh, dishonored which is a game which has perhaps i mean it's a harvey smith game the guy was designer of like deus ex or yeah. inspector right like the the king of emergent gameplay and all of this amazing like you know player agency and all this stuff but it is wrapped up in a sequel where you play as a character you played before and the daughter of, of you know, another character. So there's, there's like, there's, narr- there's a narrative, like, mountain to climb yeah. to get into the fun part of that game. And the, a lot of that front part of that game is also front-loaded with narrative and explaining and you know, the normal tutorials you get with that sort of system. Yeah. Um, compare that to Deus Ex, which is a game where you start off... J.C. Denton, his brother comes up to him outside the Statue of Liberty, says, yo, you want a fucking sniper rifle or do you want this taser? You're going to kill people or you're going to tase them and then you're there. Yeah. And I think, like, as much as, like, Dishonored 2 is, I, I can't wait to play more of it. It looks like a great game. I think they're kind of onto something in that with, an, with the narrative of a game, you can kind of, I don't know, hamper sure people's ability to at least latch onto it in the first place right right and that, yeah that's the thing of like you know i when i you know i always call myself a story whore i right. play video games usually because i love a story and i want to go what's on in watch dogs i enjoy the characters but i'm not really in it to progress right i mean because right. i want to see what fun joke they have or the ubisoft you know like the ubisoft mission or the, yeah. the google mission they have like, they have a lot of funny missions that are cool things but yeah when i started that game and it's like all right, cool. We drop in. I'm into dead sec. I, this is all like the first seven seconds of the game. Yeah. You know, I'm in dead sec. 
I'm at a party. I pass out. I have a one night stand. I wake up and it's just like, well, and it's like, Oh, like, and then like the first mission I took was like, Hey man, this new trailer dropped. We got to c- come over and watch it. I was like, Oh, so it's like hanging out with Tim, but we have cool hacker powers. Yeah, totally. This is yeah. awesome. Like that sounds like fun. <laughs> I wanted to talk to you about this. Cause I feel like we are uniquely like, I feel like Watch Dogs 2 is like broken for me mm. because, or my experience of it is broken because I'm playing this like, you know when you're like, you know when you're having like a really boring day at work and you just like, you go on Google, Google Maps for some reason yeah, and then suddenly it's two hours later and you've looked up every house you've ever lived in, your like, your primary school, yeah, the yeah, place yeah, you yeah. went on holidays when you were like 15, like, that's what I feel like Watch Dogs 2 is. Or I've played maybe like 10 hours of this game and I've done like three missions. Oh sure, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. All I keep doing is like, oh my God, it's like I'm walking around because I live East Bay, right? So I'm walking around Lake Merritt, which I like run around a couple of times a week. And yeah. like, it's like, this is like terrifyingly accurate. Yeah. Oh, like, no, no. Why is it this accurate? There's a, when you come, I was, my wife was sitting beside me and I was like, I have to show you this. And this is maybe the weirdest thing I've ever showed my wife in video games. We can't, when you come off the freeway coming into SF from the East Bay, yeah. you take the exit that the bus usually takes, the like it loops around and it goes back underneath the freeway. Underneath that freeway, when I used to work at GameSpot, I'd be stuck there in traffic every day. So, like, I've seen the underside of you this know, freeway. You know, you're f- very well yeah, It's the with most it. nondescript underside of a freeway you've ever seen. There's, like, a fence, and there's a fence here, and sometimes there's some homeless people that are in tents there, and then there's, like, this other building. And it's, you come in, it's, it's identical. Yeah. And I'm like, why? Yeah. <laughs> why did this happen? That's the thing is, like, so many people get caught up in it where, like, you know, joking, oh, I went to see your house and it wasn't there, blah, blah, blah. But, right. and, like, I saw some of our. I, you know, my San Francisco friends that aren't in our industry, mm. you know, they like video games and they were like making fun of the map and stuff. But like the stuff they get right, they have so many touchstones yeah. in there. Just like, holy shit, I know exactly where I am. And this is exactly what this turnoff feels like. Right. Or what the ocean beach sign looks like. Totally. Or, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or the cliff house. Yeah, like, I know. I, did, I did ran a mission there yesterday. I was like, damn, yeah. man, that's weird. I was like, I got hit by a truck there on my bike. <laughs> like, like, like as I was coming down, I got to be careful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like one to one. You're like, I got to yeah. remember how to do that. It's, it may be like I would go as far and I've done like I love this aspect of gaming and I've done a bunch of videos about like how much like Liberty City is like GTA yeah. and when I moved to California as a big like GTA 5 fan I was like oh my god it's the exact same I think Watch Dogs might be the most accurate representation mm. of a video game city ever wow. non-stop yeah, yeah. and there are parts like it is dumb that you're in Japan and suddenly you're at the Golden Gate yeah. Park and the the rich, Richmond doesn't exist, doesn't exist. it's one <laughs> giant Golden Gate Park <laughs> right. it goes the opposite direction yeah, yeah. Uh, but like apart from, the parts they've gotten right are like I, I lived, creepily good I lived uh, down right in front of the ferry building oh really and so like go, when I drew I, the other day I was driving and I turned there and coming down market towards it and you look over to where like the Noah's bagels for me used to be I think it's <laughs> right. something else now and it's there and then you got out and I walked across and I walked through the farmer's market thing they are like the yeah. bazaar they have set up before you get it's like this is really well done like this is scarily and even when you're like AT&T Park and there's the yeah. there's a baseball thing right outside Willie Mays yeah the statue is right and there. that was one yeah, of the yeah. things you know being from Chicago when I played right, the last course. Watch Dogs yeah. that was the one that was kind of jarring for me where I'd go to like Wrigleyville I'm like oh, this doesn't this isn't exactly how this should be you know what I mean not that I have even an inkling of what da- I'm a suburb kid like what right. downtown's like but like the touchstones I was looking for weren't there and that mm. that also was like jarring of like it's not close enough whereas this one feels so good yeah and you so you're enjoying watchdogs i'm loving it but okay. I, I feel like i'm loving it in this weirdly like digital voyeuristic like house hunting kind of way uh, <laughs> well that was the gameplay is fun as well and i'm the exact same as you i've not killed any well you shotgun those people but i i've uh, co-op that doesn't count I, right 
I, I've tried not to do it, and I think that's yeah, it's it's good fun. It's a it's a well made game. Gus Rocket disagrees with us. <gasps> Gus, Gus Rocket wrote in the kind of funny dot com slash PSQ just like you can. It says I'm a big fan of your work, and this week I feel obliged to send you a message. Uh-oh. I waited with great expectation for the release of Watch Dogs Two from Ubisoft, and after more than twenty hours into the game, I must say that I am again disappointed with the franchise. Watch Dogs was one of the reasons I bought my PS4 and on day one, and you all know the result of that game. Now Ubisoft worked for at least a couple of years to the sequ- in the sequence of the game, ended the annual cycle uh, annual cycle of Assassin's Creed to focus on Watch Dogs, and again, I feel that the game could have been much more than it is. I'm having a lot of fun playing it. The visuals are amazing, and San Francisco is faithfully reproduced. But I'm seeing so many problems and bugs during my gameplay that I keep questioning myself if the game was released before it was 100% ready. Cars that disappear, par- problems in movement, problems in getting in and out of boats, problems with sound effects, and much more, especially in co-op mode, are definitely influencing my experience. Watch Dogs 2 could easily be a 9, but at this point, I can only give it a 7. So my question is, why is this still happening in the video game industry? We see more and more games being delayed, and we usually complain when this happens. However, there are games with a lot of potential being released with problems. Is it so hard for a company like Ubisoft to produce a game with the same quality as Rockstar Games does? Thanks again for your amazing work. P.S. I love you. Gus Rocket from Sao Paulo, Brazil, all the way in South America. Awesome. So, yeah. I... I think the word expectation is the is the key one on that email. Yeah, uh, I, I came into Watch Dogs too with fairly low expectations. It sounds Great like point. you you weren't really thinking of it as yeah. a big Q four game. I was I was ready for it to be a game that burned me. If that yeah. makes sense, I think Colin and I were both like. Oh, Moff- we loved Mafia 2. Right. Mafia 3 is going to be great. Yeah. We're not worried about it. Watch Dogs was, I didn't like Watch Dogs 1, and I feel like I should have seen more of Watch Dogs 2 already. What's mm. going on? And then, like, we did a Let's Play of it, and even then it was like, we played for, like, 45 minutes an hour, and it was just, all we did was fuck around in San Francisco. Right. And I was like, this seems fun, but I'm still not convinced, like, the story isn't going to be garbage and yeah. make me hate it like it did in Watch Dogs 1. And so it was the opposite, where Mafia 3 were like, oh, no. And right. Watch Dogs were like, yeah, this is great. It's weird. Expectations I, a great way. It's a, and I think this is kind of the season of low expectation. I'm not sure if it's because like there was a lot made of what happened with No Man's Sky, and I think that was a big lesson for a lot of people in expectation, uh, like delivery, or not not just from from their perspective. I think in terms of I think a lot of the ownership of what happened with that game comes from us as consumers as well. Is that we do sort of sometimes get i don't know like we too excited about games when when we we should be a bit more tempered with them and i feel like i mean like my, the, he, i think gus's example is great here right if i bought a ps4 for that Watch game Dog, yeah like you ugh. bought a ps4 you know never having played watchdogs and only having right three e3s of demos that always look dra- dramatically different yeah <laughs> So it's uh, that, that's a tough one, right? Yeah. And I feel like with, with I feel like a lot of people love like I I have really enjoyed uh, Titanfall two. Mm-hmm. I think my expectations of Titanfall two were were pretty low, and I think that's why I enjoyed this campaign. I thought the campaign was was tremendous. I've not played Call of Duty much yet. Similar kind of thing. I think a lot of people are like really hot on Infinite Warfare because to be honest, their expectations were pretty low off coming off so the past like two Call of Duties you could yeah. say like, campaign wise. Um, Mafia maybe fell on the other side of that. But I feel like Watch Dogs is another example of, they didn't overhype this game. They knew what the fuck they did wrong on Watch Dogs yeah. 1. Uh, they got touted out in front of uh, E3 audiences too many times, really fancy looking demos. Uh, I think The Division did the exact same thing for them as well, where they, they said it was one game and it ended up being another game. I think Watch Dogs 2, they were a little bit more conservative. This probably says a lot about their week one sale thing as well. Yeah. That like they weren't trying to push this game as the be all end all. It comes out, the AI in this game is fucking all over the place. 
I don't care. It feels to me like when I play a game like Infinite Second Son, where I'm like, oh, it's a, it's a playground world. Yeah. We're, we're here to have fun. I'm not worried about the fact that if I execute this person, the person standing 15 yards to the left of them doesn't really recognize it, or the card flips something. That's janky stuff. Is I'm, I'm okay with that as a consumer. But that's based on my expectation. That's exactly. not based on this sort of, uh, I don't know, what do you want to call it? This like objective appraisal of what games should be. So if, if that this- was happening on Uncharted 4, right? Oh, yeah. It would have been like, what the fuck? Because that's breaking the immersion of the game. Whereas this one, the immersion is smash. You know, I was talking to, I think, Kevin about it. Mm. Where uh, We're he, talking to Kevin? I know. It sucks. Sometimes he's the only one here. But we were talking about the fast travel system. Right. And I'm like, and he's like, oh, how's it working? I'm like, you, oh, yeah. just, you just hit square on any building you want to go to. He's like, oh, do, do they? does he get in a car? I'm like, no, it's, they know it's a video game. You right. just warp there. You're just there. And it's like, all right, great. You know what I mean? Like, you never have to drive, but driving's fun, so you do. Mm. And it's the same thing, yeah, of, like, the playground when I was running from the cops and I was hiding this one thing and I put on, like, the hacker vision, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so people started investigating and I, I'm just watching this one guy walk towards me and then just whoop. And just <laughs> right, really? right in, like into the core of the earth. I'm like, all right, I don't know. He just went right away. He's gone forever. Whatever, no big deal. I'm, I'm, I succeeded in the mission. I'm fine. Uh, if that happened in GTA Five, you'd be like, oh come on. Exactly, exactly, exactly. It's whatever you want out of that world. So it's weird. Now yeah. it's funny he mentions though that we get mad about delays. Number three on Roper's report: Persona Five has been delayed again. Yeah. April fourth, twenty seventeen. Uh, the silver lining here is that fans are going to get dual audio on PS four and PS three, so you get your Japanese voice track. Oh. It will be free DLC. <laughs> I told him it was like it's coming out in stereo. <laughs> we're not going to go mono. You can actually, f- hear, you know, this yeah. is why we're delaying it to make sure this happens. <laughs> no, you get the Japanese voice track. It'll be free DLC. Cool. Uh, that will be out day and date. I think it's just the way the game's already probably been put on disc already that they can't just put it on there. And you yeah, get it's a shame a playable demo at uh, PSX, which is news. Because right. nobody's been playing uh, that one. When was it supposed to? We were pretty close, right? Because I know people who would like orders in. Right. For this. No, no. That was the thing. I had a huge pizza, uh, wing bet with Alexa Ray Korea right. last year. That is that right? Because it was last year at Extra Life. She brought all those wings, right? Yeah, it was the year before that, but like, oh, she made good on it then. Ah. So yeah, it was one of those things that they've been dodgy about this release date for a while. Right. And so, but it did seem like they were finally committed. It's going to be Valentine's Day. Everything's going to be oh, great. That's what it was. Yeah. yeah and like, and then, yeah, no. And it, and it sucks because it's already out in Japan. Mm. So it's like, oh man, we got to wait even longer. But the th- thing I'd like to argue with Gus is he says, you know, uh, we get these games come out. They're not perfect. Then delays happen and we get mad about them. I don't think it's people getting mad about delays as much as it is people getting disappointed Disappointed. yeah it's i i just want to play persona as soon as possible and so i'm not mad at them for delaying i'm assuming they're delaying because there's something wrong they Mm. something isn't isn't on track i'd rather them take the time to not have people fall through the earth because persona is a game for me that is immersive story i'm having Mm. these relationships with people i don't want there to be some game breaking bug when i go to the velvet room that then locks me out of this relationship right so and and gus talked about why can't everyone make games like rockstar talk about studios delaying games yeah rockstar have delayed I can't, I can't think of a game they haven't delayed uh, in the past number of years. And I think like Red Dead 2 is a perfect example of, they say it's coming out Christmas next year. Will it? Will yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. When it comes out, it'll probably be pretty solid technically and hopefully it'll be as good as uh, their, their, their previous couple of games um, and we'll have another classic on our hands. But like, if it's not, then they'll probably delay it. And yeah. Then, you know, hopefully it'll, it'll, it'll be quality-wise up to scratch. And the, I mean, a big part of it too is I think maybe people just pulling the trigger too early on putting dates on everything because yeah, p- totally. dates push yeah. pre-orders which pushes revenue which does this which makes you look better to the board and investment and da, 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 da. and it's like I mean you look at Persona and I'm not a, uh, you, I'm sure I've fooled you 
I don't have a good business acumen. Okay. So I don't know if maybe like putting the persona date on where I thought it was originally in a target, but then with the whole Sega thing was going on, right. they wanted to look better and more approachable and you know, a healthier investment. They've pushed it into the, into the earliest you can be in Q2 now. As exactly. Well. So yeah. yeah, yeah. Bit, there's a money exactly, reason. Exactly. There's all these different reasons yeah. why games get moved around because there's the business side of it. Mm. But yeah, I, maybe the silver lining, perhaps the silver lining, but another positive aspect of what Ubisoft is saying in terms of like, if day one sales aren't that important, then maybe pre-orders aren't that important because yeah. that's, literally the only reason for that stuff is to get make sure that you know with the rise of digital sales it's always going to ease that because so much of the pre-order stuff has got to do with the relationship between the distributors uh, the, the publishers and and who they're distributing the physical copies of the games to getting copies of the games in getting pre-orders means they can like try and sell more boxes to the stores so they'll have more store space so they'll have more of a marketing yep. push like there's all these other things that happen which don't matter to most of us right sure and if we're now talking about digital sales being like 30% or something of the honeypot when like a couple of years ago it was like five right yeah if that's happening then hopefully there's less of that sort of scalpy nonsense going on um at least that's what i kind of hope because i'm not super much of a fan of pre-order game pre-ordering games i think that that contributes to this whole problem of expectation management and uh and and slippage and all that yeah and it's that weird thing of like uh there was a question back here that i think i actually asked as we were going i think yeah i think it was dave here hashtag squid dog squid his, dog his kind of funny forums thing Ow. but he, he was talking about the fact of like yeah you know that game sell colin always says game sell mo- the be- for best within the first two to three weeks mm. but that's not a great system you know and he says here so what can be done to change this culture and i think the thing is continuing to buy games you know wait, not pre-ordering games waiting until you get mm. your reviews or a trusted personality you agree with or your friends say they played it and they like it and this is why you should buy it and go out and do that and, and, and part of this on the developer side is the fact that they are like we're talking you know uncharted have added in their sort of survival their survival yeah, yeah. mode right uh I've, a really good example of this is grand theft auto online which has made them yeah. a shed load of money. Yep. And you think about that, that game came out two years ago, and it's still, three years it's, ago. It's, like you're talking about those charts, it's consistently Huge. on those charts. And totally. this is what we're talking about, is if you can have something going where every day a new gamer looks at a YouTube video of, of the Achievement Hunter guys playing Grand Theft Auto online, like, you know, fuck yeah. it, I'm going to jump in. I'm going to buy Grand Theft Auto just to play that. And, and there's something about, I don't know what it is, but there's something about the evergreen nature of those games like minecraft right nobody yeah. looks at minecraft and says oh that's that game that came out six years ago right but you look at like i don't know take your pick like the, the first tomb raider game like no one's going back to play the first tomb raider game because it feels like an old game because so much maybe it's to do with the marketing around it and it feels like it's a 2000 and whatever it was 13 14 game oh you're talking about the remake okay yeah, yeah rise yeah, of the tomb raider sorry yeah, yeah. not 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 old, old school no yes one so you're talking about just tomb raider period yeah rise of the tomb raider is the new one. Oh, sorry yeah Rise of Tomb Raider. What was the other one called? Tomb Raider. Oh, was it was just called Tomb Raider. Yeah, the one that like the the yeah, yeah the, okay. re, the reboot yeah. and the ponytail and yeah. So they go. Yeah, yeah Camilla, exactly. Camilla Luddington, Tomb Raider. Um, that, the Luddington universe we call it. And that comes out like the LU. That comes. That came out like years <laughs> after those types of games. And like Rocket League is another example, right? Like yeah. I don't look at Rocket League now and think, oh, that's such a 2015 ass game. Yeah. They've added so much to it, and it, it's it's kind of there's no face to it and there's no marketing spin to it that it feels like i don't know it's it this is what more evergreeny and Watch Dogs 2 is like that too we're always talking about games as platforms right right and that's the thing is like yeah like you know 
it, it, I was used to talk about it at IGN. Like if I didn't have to review and cover everything back then, I would have been like primarily playing DC Universe Online and then AAA right. stuff, right? Because yeah. I loved that universe and that game. And it's the same thing. Yeah, when you meet a Rocket League player, there's a rocket. That's a Rocket League player. That's yeah. what. In Minecraft, is the same way. WoW is the same way. And yeah, certain games like in Grand Theft Auto Online is the mm. same way. Will Watch Dogs be that? We'll see. I don't. I don't know. You know, especially because multiplayer is still broken. Which we, it's right. funny that we yeah, keep. Yeah. Ma- we don't even mention that game. So much fun. I'm having all this time. Oh yeah, seamless multiplayer is still completely it's broken. Too many games I had to play multiplayer. Anyway. But it's that thing of like I don't know people who are really looking for that. Like right. I'm gonna do it for the trophy. I want to. You know, I think I'm gonna. Tr- I'm trying to platinum Watch Dogs. Mm. I always say I'm gonna platinum a game and then get pulled away and never get back to it. But like, I, I, stop topping that mayonnaise jar. I did that already. That's done. <laughs> Please, I got that taken care. Of. Please, I did that twice. I got. I got it on PS4 and PS4. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm a horror. We'll What's on Vita as well? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, Cross by 99 cents. You get two platinum trophies out of it. That's, that's that's money. Stop it! Stop upselling this. Just, idea. Don't worry. Well, there's another terrible game somebody wrote in about. <laughs> okay. But yeah, like you know, that's the thing is if you can get people on that thing. And how do you yeah. change the culture? Don't pre-order and then reward developers you think are doing right. Yeah. Like we always bring up Colin and I on the show that we, you know we're lucky we get all these games for free, right? Right. When I get a game for free, whether it be The Witcher or whether it be Watch Dogs, and I get into that game and really really fucking dig it, I buy the season pass. Right, and it's one of those things of like I maybe like I I wanted uh, the American bandana and like the American all the shit he had and right and so like it wasn't even included in the season pass it turns out because it was convoluted <laughs> but I bought that again too it's one of those I don't know if I'll ever play the season pass stuff but right. I was enjoying it enough that I wanted to do that I did that for that I did it for uh, Witcher and I did it for Division mm. now my obviously experience and why I'm doing that is different than yours, right? Those developers didn't get any money from me when I, for right. a game, maybe they, you know, maybe you guys hear it and go and buy the, the game I'm talking about. But that for me in my head is like, man, you guys are doing it right. Yeah, here you go. Like right. I've put in so many hours into this and I really dig it. Will I get to that content? Probably not. Like Witcher. I never even finished the fucking real Witcher right. campaign, let alone <laughs> blood and wine and all that stuff. But it was like, fuck yeah, here's the money. I yeah. believe in what you're doing. And it's so funny when I talked to Martin Novinsky and those guys over at Set It Project a couple of years back, like the idea that they were t- releasing all this stuff for free, the 21 free piece yeah. of DLC, yeah. they said, was this alien concept. And you talk to them about it and they're like, you know, they grew up like distributing games behind the bloody wall, you know, in Poland, like back yeah, in yeah. The, the late, the mid, mid to late 80s. And like, they're like, of course you want to like, you want to add added value. It's no skin off our teeth to like make this stuff and give it available to people. And it's like the difference you have between that and what the, and this has nothing to do with the developers, Turtle Rock, but like the way that uh, Evolve was marketed, that goodwill goes a long way. And like back then, it seemed okay for Evolve to do what it did. And it seemed crazy for uh, for CD Projekt to do what they yeah. did with The Witcher. And now we're living in a world where no, that's, it's changing. And it's changing because people who play games got vocal about it and stopped buying into that nonsense and hopefully we're going to have a, a, a much more sort of gamer friendly uh, marketing to for games uh, in the future as a result of that. And you can look at those communities, right, and see the same thing we were talking about with our communities, right, where mm. the Witcher community is the Witcher community <laughs> and it's like you may have played that game and been like, all right, great, and moved on and there are people, I still am on the rich, uh, sub to the Witcher Reddit. Right. So every day there's new cosplay and yeah. new this and new theories and new comic strips and it's like, People are fucking all about that. And part of that is the fact that it's the same way they feel like they're in the ground floor with us, that we're good people right. giving them good content. And CD Projekt Red puts a thank you note in their fucking game to people. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that goes a long way with people. And in a weird way, so I'm sorry, I'm trying not to make everything talk about no clip, but in a weird way, that's what makes what we're doing. The GameAwards.com, <laughs> trending game of 2016. It, that's what makes like us doing crazy retrospectives so much more palatable as well is that like the Rocket League community went crazy when we did this yeah. stuff that's like that's so cool because it's not like we're just posting a 
Like, for instance, at GameSpot, we'd like post gameplay clips and whatever. So they're, they're not going to care about gameplay clips. They, they've got way better gameplay clips yeah. that they're playing. But like this sort of like curated thing, um, now we have this world where there are communities like that for individual games that are long lasting. Yeah. You know, look at the division. You know what I mean? Like, look at all the, like, Destiny, look at Alfredo. Like, look at, look at what's happening here with like people who are like just so into one game. Yeah. Um, and before you could have one of those and it was called World of Warcraft. Yeah. And now there's like, dozens and dozens of them yeah and it's awesome but then you get those micro communities but yeah like especially for you when you can go do a documentary about them those people are going to come out out of the woodwork to support it yeah yeah you know we did uh for the new sonic game right we did an exclusive uh let's play or whatever releasing some characters and that let's play went through the roof because all the sonic people came out and they're like oh yeah totally thanks for showing us new content you know it's awesome and they're probably community that's used to like getting dumped on. Sure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know By I mean? Colin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Number four on Roper's report. This is a quick one. Okay. Time says PlayStation VR is one of the best inventions of 2016. The quote reads, in order to access the most cutting edge virtual reality, people typically have to shell out thousands of dollars, not just for the headset, like the the $800 HTC Vive, mm. but for a computer that's powerful enough to support it. Sony's PlayStation VR, by contrast, is designed to work with a console that millions of people already own the PlayStation 4. Yeah. What's your thoughts on PlayStation VR? Uh, we never talked about it. I have I'm not used much of it. I don't own one yet. I own a Vive. Mm-hmm. But to that point, I had a friend... This is, happens all the time, right? Is that, You know when you have people over who don't play games and then... Okay, when the Wii came out, right? Sure. Every person that came over to your home... You got to try this. Let's play tennis. Yeah, right? yeah. It's your grandmother, whoever, right? So the, the thing is happening now. Whenever we have somebody over, we have to clear out all our bloody furniture and then <laughs> s- stick them in the sweaty headset and, yeah. and give them a go, usually doing the archery in like the, the steam lab thing. Sure. Um, and we had one of our, our friends over and uh, her, uh, she played this thing and she was like, oh my God, this is, it, like within 10 minutes, she was like, this has gone from like, this is will be a weird thing to I need to buy this for my family. And she yeah. was like, how much is it? And I was like, basically including like, postage you're talking and tax it's a grand right yeah um and she's like whoa okay that's a lot uh, and i said yeah and you also kind of need to have a pc that runs it and her son um when i built my pc earlier i guess almost a year ago now um i cobbled together all the parts of my old pc and i gave it to her son mm-hmm. and it's not like the, it'll play like you know skyrim and fallout 4 and stuff sure. but it, it's not like a beefy machine or whatever. Yeah, yeah and she's like oh could it would it play on his machine like, and i'm like <laughs> no not sorry sure it barely it barely works on mine i just yeah, actually yeah. got a 1070 a couple of days ago and now it actually does work properly um so yeah it's a huge huge barrier to entry yeah. but one of the things i said to her is uh, they don't actually own a playstation when i said if you own a playstation you'd be within 400 dollars of an experience which is not as good as the vive but is like not bad. It's it's like two thirds of the way there. Yeah. But some people are saying it's like half as good. But I feel like you actually get quite a lot out of it. I, I mean, I agree. We're big PlayStation uh, VR fans mm. here. My mom just came to visit, and we right. did a Let's Play here that'll be up on Wednesday, Kevin. <laughs> I'm gonna rem- Oh well, yeah, but we're not gonna put it live in the middle of the night, right? Why not? No rules. Yeah, but I mean, well, because then it's just the eyes on it. You know what I mean? People expect our content at 9 a.m., but this, yeah, this show sucks up all the, the oxygen on Tuesday. Oh, really? So then you got to yeah. put... I can't, well, yeah, you don't want my... I don't want to compete don't on the You can't program show. yourself. Exactly. Or, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, it'll be up Wednesday on kindoffunny.com. And uh, no, that was the thing of her thinking it was going to be goofy or dumb or whatever and then mm. putting on and being like, this was actually really cool. Like, yeah. you can see her turn and like, it's the same thing like... I think we all do where she's like, oh, my hands. And she's like, oh, the floor and like all the little things before she even gets into the game to be a part of it. Right. It's pretty cool. Um, A couple weeks ago, we asked, what are you doing? Are you still using your PlayStation VR? Because people had kind of stopped talking about it. Uh, We got a response here from Junior Jackson who says, hi, Colin and Greg. Hey, what's up? You're calling for this one. There you go. Hey, what's up? Hey, what's up? I'm Colin Moriarty. 
That's not his name. That's a Dave Lang accent. Never said that. <laughs> hey, what's up, fuck boy? It's godlike. Last week's episode, you asked us to write in if we were still playing PSVR, so I mm. wanted to get my take on it. I've been playing PSVR since day one, and I jump in as much as possible. I spend at least an hour on it every day trying new games or playing ones Whoa. I already purchased. One thing that my family and I have found very entertaining is playing the Playroom VR together. I hope some PlayStation VR users and PS I Love You XOXO listeners check out this game to play with their families. Love from Colorado. Junior Jackson. I mean, it's like I feel like if you haven't used any of the other, it's like anything else. It's like it's it's like if you come and your first Tony Hawk game was Tony Hawk Underground. Yeah, you're gonna love it, and it doesn't matter that there are other versions out there that other people think are better or but they whatever. Were wrong. Thug was the best. We <laughs> know. It's like, and I'm not so sorry. I'm not. I'm not trying to like dump on the PlayStation VR. Be like, no, oh, no, no. it's funny you're having fun with your like again, Dave Lang for some reason. You're like your your shitty version of the VR experience because it's not. It's not. It's like it's actually like it's pr- for. I think the reason time are like rewarding it is for the money. That yeah. you're spending yeah. while you're getting out of that thing. I think the value proposition on PSVR is better than it is on the Vive. And that's, I mean, you know, I play it up obviously on the internet and on this show and everything else, but like I legitimately don't like PC gaming because it's too complicated. Right. Like my life is so busy and there's so much shit going on. The last thing I need to do is, oh, I'm finally going to sit down and play this PC game and be like, wait, what's wrong? And, and everybody's like, just leave it on and updates. And I'm like, it doesn't though. And I understand this works for you. For some reason, God hates me. Did you grow up playing PC games? No. Well, I mean, a little bit here and there, right. but like, you know, I was always pretty much always a console guy. Yeah. And then it just got away from me. And then you, now where we are, it's just like, yeah, I don't, you know, machines can't do this, can't do that. But the fact that yeah like i wanted to plug and play and like mm. don't get me wrong my playstation vr has been sitting over on the side of the the on the coffee table for a while because i'm just like before watchdogs i'd look at it and be like i don't have enough time to justify mm. the setup to move to move the table to do this to only sit there and play it for 10 minutes that's not enough and one i kept putting off putting it off yeah and so now i have this stack of vr games and i'm like all right holiday break <laughs> you know like right, thanksgiving exactly. before i go to kevin's i'm gonna sit there and do this if i've platinum watchdogs if i haven't started dishonor and da, da, da. and i think that's where they're probably gonna like people are gonna like you said uh, there's a lot the, the people wait until january to play certain games and they wait until christmas to play certain games yeah the holidays or whatever um and i think what's going to be interesting with playstation vr is i wonder how they're going to sell when when people have thanksgiving and suddenly there's that whole shared you know room thing that happens at thanksgiving where you're hanging out with your parents and yeah. hanging out with your cousins and you're showing everything uh and this is going to be the perfect uh i guess upsell like christmas purchase for a lot of people who already own playstation 4s right. Um, and there's loads of games on it. I mean, again, the games on it are, are more expensive. That's just a you know sad byproduct of there being a smaller install base for for that type of stuff. Um, but if you own the place, if you got a PSVR at launch, right, and you got a couple of games, then the beautiful thing is, like in the next month or so, you're gonna have. <laughs> you know, maybe a bit more cash because you've just worked a couple more months or maybe I used to get a lot of, I used to get like money at Christmas a lot from like uncles oh, yeah, and aunts yeah, yeah. and stuff. Like, and then you get to, but you'll have more fun experiences with, with the games you haven't had a chance to pick up yet. You know what I mean? No, that's the thing we always talk about again where it was like, we stopped talking about PSVR in turn, like in a really in-depth hands-on way mm. because, oh right, we had all the games. You know what I mean? Now <laughs> right, new yeah. games are coming, but like it, again, the, people bought this $400 headset in two games. So like, yeah, yeah, you've played Batman and Job Simulator. Maybe you haven't played Res. Maybe you haven't played uh, you know, uh, the other ones. <laughs> I don't know. The other ones, you know, uh, the, the, uh, I was got hung played up. the three games. I was like, did I say Job Simulator? But you know, there's things to get yeah. into and do different things with. And that's the thing is, yeah, is it spreads out more. It'll be interesting to see though. Yeah. How much effect Thanksgiving has? Because for me, that's when I was talking about with uh, Wii. 
when I brought right. my wheat and when my mom came over for Thanksgiving and I had the wheat, that was the first time she did. And she's like, Oh, I want one of these. Mm. And I was like, you do. And that's, you've never, and then we, we you know, that was her Christmas gift. Yeah. And that was happened. That's awesome. All over the world that year. By the way, she also like tweeted out for me to win the award, which I thought was the sweetest thing oh, I've yeah. ever seen in my entire life. Big she's, old Jamie Kennedy got she's you back. An, she's an incredible. Mom's pretty Lovely cool. Person. Wednesday, kind of funny.com. Uh, number five on possibly the longest Roper's report of all time. Nice. Resident Evil 7 Collector's Edition is coming. Oh, yeah. $180 GameStop exclusive. You get an uh, eight inch Baker house. Mansion. You get a house. You get a house. Rap Revica that serves as a music box and has LED effects and plays a sample of Aunt Rhody. Do you know what this is? What's Aunt Rhody? I don't know. We were, Tim and I were asking this today, too. We didn't, we didn't. It must be a song, yeah. It's like a creepy children's Probably, thing something. Yeah, yeah, something we should know. Uh, you get an exclusive metal case, a lithograph of the Baker family, a creepy note from a resident of the mansion, and a VHS <laughs> tape box to hold a USB that looks like a finger. Oh, really? A severed finger that I you to plug in. I was wondering I was in the VHS tape. That's what it is. It's okay, a finger it's now. It's a severed finger. What was now, it called? Aunt what? A- Aunt Rhody. Aunt R-H-O-D-Y. 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 Aunt Rhody. It's a song, although it's funny, the first thing that comes up is Aunt Rhody, Resident Evil, and you... Yeah, it's... Uh, I don't know. All you get is links to the Resident Evil so British, like, immediately. American folk song. Okay. Yeah. So there you go. You're it's, excited about it's this. It's creepy. I think I am a, I'm a fan of having your special edition, collector's edition, be as ridiculous as possible. <laughs> I, th- I think I think you should... I hate when they softball them and they end up being, like, kind of janky and broken and sure. rubbish. Like, sure, if, if there's somebody out there who's such a Resident Evil fan that they cannot wait to spend $180 on, on something, so make it worthwhile. So if it, I think the house is a good... House is perfect. It's It's, like... I hate I hated when Call of Duty did the like we're giving you a drone that doesn't goggles. work and night vision goggles. It's like no, give me something that I can put on my shelf that lets everyone know that I'm an idiot who shouldn't be allowed <laughs> to have money. Like my house is full of that sort of stuff. Sure. Uh, so no, I, I, I think mean, that's a good one. The good ones I can think of, like you know, Uncharted Two, Fortune Hunters Edition that came with the dagger of Shambhala or whatever. Okay. That yeah. had a little thing and they could put it. And I granted it was super limited, but it was right. like it, that was really cool. Uh, I think honestly, I know I'm Tobias. I think probably you're Tobias. Yeah. You're a never new. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've just blew myself. Um, I think one of the most useful special editions of all time was the infinite second son one or no i'm sorry infamous two one because what if you it? remember it came with cole's messenger bag oh did it really? and whether yeah. i'm at a psx a pax or whatever i see fucking thousands of those oh, things really? and i use mine too we use it we use it for gear and electrical cords when we go to events because it's a really good messenger bag that's that you pretty can good. Have. i was like all right cool like uh, if you can put something in usable i'm a fan of that oh I'm, I'm so bad at the usable stuff it's always i i have to have like just like i've got like those plushies of the hatful boyfriend plushies yeah which was an unofficial thing it was like yeah, a yeah. kickstarter thing God, what the fuck do I need pigeon plushies for? They just sit there on the wall. I have the Doom Revenant. Yeah, you know the re- you know they did yeah, the yeah, Doom yeah. Revenant with the it had like you put a battery in and it lasted for like thirty minutes and it you spun and had lights on it. It's so do- like why do I need this? Yeah, Doom Revenant? it's no, great. Th- that's I love it. We're talking about it on Colin and Greg with Tim of just like. I don't mind. Like so many people are like super anti against it. If you want to spend your yeah. money on it, go spend your money on totally. it. But I feel like everyone I've ever bought, with the rare exception like Infamous or whatever, I get and I'm like, oh, this is cool, and it's just like. Well, what am why yeah. why did I do like I bought Fallout Four Collector's Edition? Me and too. Uh, yeah, I got I, a Pip Boy yeah. that's inside the case. The case sits on top of my thing, and I have other crap <laughs> on top of it now. It's like okay, 
And then uh, I always forget <laughs> about it until we have, again, somebody over here who is like maybe a developer or somebody right. who's just not maybe as hands-on with the day-to-day of other video games. And you we can't see it here when the wall's blocking it. Right. But we have a, a Luigi award back there that has the gal gun panties on it. Yeah, I see and it. And they're like, whose panties are these? And I'm like, oh, there was this game, gal gun. And they're like, nothing. And I'm like, you shoot girls to give them more. You know what? It doesn't matter. It's a collector's <laughs> edition. It's pan- It's a screen wipe for a collector's edition of a Japanese game. <laughs> you smell it. Comes you out, of, it. Comes out sounds- of a vending machine. Exactly. I, I, it's it's that thing where like whenever there's a game that you love so much that you will like that I'm a, such a huge Fallout fan yeah. that when they announced that I was on Amazon straight away and I bought the, the yep. special collector's no, edition totally. Half-Life 2 I got I have so much Half-Life 2 swag it's coming out of my ears right. like, but I love that game there are people there are plenty of people who are massive Resident Evil fans who will be delighted that that exists yeah. so go for it as long as they don't exploit people who just want the base game and they don't rip stuff out I hate all that stuff like that was the Evolve situation yep. I think yeah. I think if th- that's totally fine yeah I know Colin always gets you know oh why is all this crap and toys and stuff you know mm-hmm. what I mean and he's of course as with everything a hypocrite because he's got like the Mega Man <laughs> and stuff and he admits this he admits this mm-hmm. right but it is that thing of just like I think it's also part of us where, you know, we go to E3 and I remember those original E3s of going there and trying to get everything. Give me, you got bags and t-shirts and this, that, and that. And now people come to demos like, you want a shirt? And like, I'm like, no, please do not <laughs> give me anything. I, you forget that like for a person whose life isn't traveling to events and right. being behind the scenes, it's a huge deal to get a cool statue and get a thumb drive, like, a, a, you know, the finger thumb drive that's like awesome. Yeah. When I go home and I uncork this thing and it's just all thumb drives of like right. random video game swag. My, my most prized possession for years and years and years was the um, uh, head crab Lamar like plushy thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, like because I had that ordered from Seattle. Yeah, like, yeah, and yeah. I was in Ireland. Like I loved that thing. If like my house burnt down, that's, that's what you're getting. Then the cat, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, um, yeah. So it's a uh, yeah, like all power to it. And I think this is a pretty good example of, of one of those. I mean, 180 is pretty pricey, but whatever. It, you know, if you're gonna spend it, you're gonna spend it, right? Number seven on Rupert's report. That should have been number seven. That was Resident Evil Seven. You missed that. All right, you know what? This is why you're doing more su- more success on Patreon. Than <laughs> Dishonor 2 is getting a new game plus mode and a new custom difficulty setting in a free update next month. Cool. Yeah, that's exciting, right? Is this the hudless version I've heard people talk about? Uh, no, they, they, I don't think so. I think because okay. they're, they're, they're going to talk about this next month or oh, more or right. whatever. They're not actually, they don't have the hardcore details from what I said. Mm. Damn it. I think this is going to be one of those games. I'm hoping. Yeah, I'm not sure what the week one sales are, but it came out in a very busy time. Uh, it came out with way too many other FPSs coming out, even if mm. it is like totally different. I, I'm hoping this is a game that like kind Long of has tail. that Twitch effect. Yeah, yeah, exactly. This is like a real January. The game. thing will be interesting though, because you, I, I wanted to talk about it because you said you played a little bit of Dishonored Two. I've watched people play Dishonored Two. I haven't. And like, that's the thing it. about it, where it's just like I don't. It might have that tail, but this seems like a game that this is one of those communities where, mm. you know, I, it's funny. We, there was a PlayStation 4 Pro, right? And I kept making the comment, you know, when people were talking to me about it at, and like, uh, when the whole Reddit thing and everything else happened, right? And I was just like, well, our audience isn't asking for us to talk about PlayStation Pro. They're not right. I'm not getting tweets going, hey, why aren't you reviewing PlayStation 4 Pro? There's mm. a million reviews out there and we talk about what we think about it and so on and so forth. Dishonored is the thing where right. I get comments and emails and tweets and why why aren't you playing this? You need to play this. Like right. there is a Dishonored 2 community that is super fired up about it and like wants everybody to play it. So I don't know how that's going to work in terms of the long tail. If it is, cause I don't think it's a game I would Twitch stream or watch, but I know right. people think I should play it. And I should talk about it. It's, I feel like the game that sort of, that fixed or maybe not fixed this, but cracked this nut, right? Where you've got a game like Dishonored, which is so deep, but still has that sort of like, 
time and place problem that like a lot of games have yeah. I was kind of like badly trying to explain earlier on right like I think the game that fixed that was Hitman because Hitman was a mm. game that if it came out as one big game would have been that like super deep rich experience that not a lot of people would have explored right yeah. but because they did this whole season thing and they kept dropping it over months and months and months and months it meant they got that media burst every time I mean yep. they got all of that community got reinvigorated every single time they released a pack. It meant that they were able to improve the game based on feedback while they were doing it. So now you're looking at Hitman, and like Hitman to me is a game that I, I sort of look at um, what happened with Giant Bomb in relation to that, because they didn't really talk about it all that much when it came out. Yeah. But then, as it happens, one of them played it and was like, oh, let's do a video about it, like, I'll show you what it's like. And then, like, Rikert started to like it, and then someone else started to like it. And we're now at the point where you've got Jeff, who wouldn't probably never played it, playing it at the moment and enjoying it and now it might be a, a, a late contender for their game of the year and I kept hearing about Hitman Yeah, and I like I have yet to play Hitman and I wouldn't have gotten it and I'm a huge Hitman fan but like now I can't wait for a, a dead time in January or December to play all of that game Yeah, and I think Dishonored is another game of it's a, it's got that depth to it and it's got that community and you can replay those levels over and over and over again in the same sort of way but the problem it has is that like that's why they're releasing stuff right is because like we need to keep get, the conversation keep, going keep the conversation right, right, going right right exactly. yeah because it's for me thinking back to the you know original dishonored i just wasn't a fan of the setting and i felt like the st- it was a it's a true stealth game yeah whereas like i'm playing watchdogs in a stealthy way <laughs> but when shit goes to fucking pear-shaped it doesn't matter yeah. i just run off right you know do whatever i have to do and it's not that i don't feel like i'm really fucking it up whereas yeah. like when i'm not stealthy and dishonored i don't feel like oh no big deal my character's this fun hacker dude i feel mm. like oh i fucked this up i'm supposed to be a master stealth guy or whatever and go on that way yeah Video Just don't the for. I had questions here about Dishonored. I'm seeing if any of them make sense. You know, we've been having a really good show here. I don't know. I don't want to <laughs> screw it up. No. I'm Ask questions gonna... about Dishonored to the people who haven't played. Yeah. Well, no, they don't trust me. I want to pick those kind of questions. All we right. got off the thing. What know? do I do in level four? <laughs> I'm stuck at this wall. What do I do? <laughs> All right. Whale Final blood. part of the Roper's report. Okay. The roundup. This is just updates and stuff like that when Good. it comes to things like uh, release dates and whatnots, all right? Pinball FX2 is coming to PlayStation VR 1129 with The Walking Dead Pinball available mm. day and date. Now, this is interesting because a guy came back earlier and was asking us in one of the other topics about VR mm. if we had thought this could bring back the arcade. Over at kindoffunny.com slash PSQ, Celestial Pulse said, Hello, Colin and Greg. Hey, what's up? I simply want to know, could slash should VR breathe a little life back into the arcade now he then goes off to say you go to the arcade Hmm. and put on vr oh i say that's not a good thing Hmm. pink eye and everything else instead go the opposite direction with it and why like bring the arcade to you i I, there's so (laughs) many people who talk about that of putting it on and like now you're the way pinball fx2 looks is with the table out there it would strike me that as they continue to add tables you're going to have this room full of tables in front of you and you get to walk up right and then point yeah why i you have to hope atari and uh namco are are all sitting down and being like well okay let's work on this where you walk up to cabinets and there is a pac-man and there is a galaga and there is this is there any um uh because i I haven't played the what was it the playroom the vr version of playroom yeah um does is there any multiplayer components to that at all? Are you able For, to? Oh, I didn't play. I don't know. The VR. So Playroom's like, a baby's game. Uh, <laughs> right. uh, Battlezone has multiplayer. Like there is VR multiplayer. Okay. Yeah. Is there multiplayer in that you are in you are you are both there talking to each other like in a? So there's this game I, called Rec Room on the Vive, which yeah. is basically like you have an avatar 
and you're playing with other people. Yeah. And you're like playing with like, you can tell it's a child because it's two feet smaller than you. Uh, right? It's like, it's that weird sort there of There is that bar game that is pool yes. and darts and that you're playing with Sports other people. bar or something? Something like that. Yeah. But I don't think it's a height-based thing okay. at all. I think it's just like there's avatars there that are in doing there. their thing. So that whole thing is like super interesting and in that like going to play, because like this is a place where like you can go play paintball, you can play all these different sure. things. Um, and there was another one I have which could easily be on PlayStation um, VR as well. Um, that was basically a like you 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 have your own arcade yeah but and but you, the best thing about it is you can do anything you want because there's no lines yeah exactly so if I was playing that in multiplayer I'd be pissed off sure you walk because out everyone's gonna be at the ski ball well it's like when they when they no, brought out in PlayStation Home and they added those kind of things right yeah, people would queue up trying to get to certain yeah. things that's so why am I queuing up yeah, this yeah. is the, the division did that too where you got you all had to go check oh, in yeah. at some place there was this giant queue of people trying <laughs> yeah. to get their mission from this the quest marker person. Yeah. Like, all right, I can on. see it happening I mean I feel like PlayStation Home should definitely come out and come back into VR component they should not call it that but yes they no, should no and they should also be a bit weirder about some of the dodgy stuff that was happening on there as well dodgy there was stuff. some dodgy stuff you got Ugh. bubble machines some Ghostbuster stuff you could put on you could buy a house PlayStation Home is one of those things you think about now and you're like well, what the fuck was going on <laughs> God, that, and that, that you want to talk about a micro community? Oh yeah, like the people who were into PlayStation Home fucking love PlayStation yeah, Home for sure. And then everybody else was like, "What? What is that?" Yeah, no, I'm good. I'm gonna fold it home. Uh, drive, drive, drive comes to PlayStation Four on December thirteenth. Cool. The Vita version has been quote unquote indefinitely postponed. Yeah, and they go back and forth with one commenter who's like, "So cancel." He's like, "Not cancel." And then they start putting the dictionary definition of cancel in. It's like. It's canceled. Uh, Riggs is going to get more rigs and an arena in December. Uh, and then Mages of Mistralia out in spring 2017 on PS4 and at PSX. How is Riggs? Uh, I still, it's one of those ones that uh, I played, a, uh, not a lot, but I played at events and I was like, cool, kind of makes me sick. I'm not going right. to jump. I'm not going to, I'm not super stoked to get into it. I'll give it a shot. And I haven't gotten a chance to give it a shot again. Right. And so, but it's, this is where I was coming from with the question a couple weeks ago of like, are you still using VR? Is that my concern with PlayStation VR was going to be, it comes out, we, there's been the preview cycle where we've all been really positive mm. on it. It comes out, kids get it, they have expectations, it go, underperforms, and everybody's like, why did I spend all this money on it? Right. This is a waste of my time. Uh, and then they look at it week after week and think like they're wasting time and money. And uh, instead, what happened is everybody was really positive at release, mm. and then everybody kind of stopped talking about it. And that's what's cued, spurred the question to get stuff. Yeah. So I don't know. Are there still Riggs players out there? Are you playing competitively? Are you going back and forth? It's a good Let point. No. That, that's one of those. It's like the Titanfall one problem, right? You get that drop off. Yeah, and then yeah exactly. It was, people were talking about it at the time and everything mm. was great. Best thing Evolve ever did. Well, not best thing they did. And that game is fun. I, I don't like shitting on it. I think I think it was it was a pretty, pretty great idea. Um, but like when they went free to play, it was like, boom, we're back. And like, oh, actually, one of the craziest ones is uh, uh, Rainbow Six. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. God, Siege. That, the community for Siege. Something yeah. happened over. I guess they made that like $12 version or something. Yeah. And it has just Exploded. That's that same thing with like you find you, you get streamers who are playing this and are gonna like you know because not every game for every person. I don't know. Do I have something I can really add yeah. to the Dishonored conversation? Probably right. not. But like an Alfredo can play Siege and be like, oh hey, mm. this you guys like X, so you'd like this, and here's right. how it all comes together and works out. Yeah, that's how you gotta do it. Now, Danny, right. yes, I am of course am excited for <laughs> PlayStation VR pinball effects and to <laughs> see this Walking Dead table. I'm terrible at it. I'll probably only play it for two seconds, but it's still so far away. If I wanted to know what was coming to the digital mom and grop shops and retail stores around the world, where would I go? You tell me. Yeah, and you just can say whatever. Just say, oh, here, just, yeah, you, go, you, you go to the upcoming list. You go, to, you go to the upcoming list. Of PlayStation software. Do I have to do like, should I do an accent for this? Should I be Colin? Sure. Should I be you? Sure. Should I? Yeah, do whatever you say. Something's Colin. <clears throat> Colin. 
Trump was always going to win. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> it's a list of upcoming software by the PlayStation fan. I've got imposter syndrome. I can't. I, okay, yeah. It's a big week for that PlayStation Vita. Is that Danny O'Dwyer? I'm not kidding. There's some stuff Every coming week. up here. Every now week. I'm going to start with alchemy, alchemic jousts. Uh, not alchemists. Okay. Alchemic jousts. This is PlayStation 4 digital that, release. That's the name of the game. Yeah. Right. Alchemic Jousts. <laughs> I need to... Oh, God. Is a 2D action strategy game where you discover new skills by combining the ones you already know. <laughs> Command... What? So, like, running and jumping? I guess. <laughs> Command your elementals and support them with a wide variety of skills. <laughs> like Contro- what? Control the arena and crush your opponents in one-to-one encounters. Okay. That's it. That's what we know about Alchemist Joust. That is the vaguest explanation. Welcome of the to the PlayStation blog descriptions. Okay. At least they're they kind of before they were just fragments of sentences. Right. <laughs> just spaces <laughs> together. Uh, Amnesia Collection comes to PlayStation 4 digital. Cool. Experience the horror that kickstarted the Let's Play revolution. Be immersed in three living <laughs> nightmares that will chill you to the core. Jesus. The collection contains three Amnesia titles: The Darkest. I'm sorry, The Dark, Dark Descent, Descent, A Machine for Pigs, Pigs, and Justine. Is that I Justine? <laughs> yeah, it's I just seen. Yeah, it's weird that they're saying that's part of the. Is that part of it? I guess it might. I thought oh, it was the, the same revolution. Oh. I didn't think they called. I, it's so lame that they're referring to themselves as the Let's Play Revolution. Like, shut oh, up. Let's like, play you kind of are, but shut up. Nobody wants you to say that, though. God, exactly. It's cool. It's not cool if you admit it. They should bring those out for PlayStation VR. Yeah, that'd be dope. Horror games, man. That's that's the yeah. VR cutting edge. Those, those games are great. Yeah. Doctor Sense, great. Machine. It's a bit. Never played now. Machine for Pigs. Yeah, really yeah. Paper Machine for Pigs. Yeah, okay. Doctor Sense a bit old to play now, but. All right, good stuff. Darksiders War Mastered Edition comes to PlayStation 4 detail and original. Digital. Detail. And having a stroke, everybody. (laughs) Digital and retail. Deceived by the forces of evil into prematurely bringing about the end of the world, War, the first horseman of the apocalypse, stands accused of breaking the sacred law by inciting a war between heaven and hell. In the slaughter that ensued, the demonic forces defeated the heavenly hosts and laid claim to the earth. It's like a back in Catholic school. This is great. I know, right? No description of what the game actually is. Now, granted, Darksiders is like, I feel like a bad penny. You think you get rid of it, it just keeps coming back to you. Like, God fucking damn it. All what right. is this, though? Darksiders 2 is the last one I saw. Is this... Is this, this is the remastered... Of the first one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, here you go. Playing on Great. PlayStation 4. Is that all... Is, is 2 in there, too? Or when was Darksiders 2? I forgot. That, that, could have, that could be a game that came out eight years ago or three years yep, ago. Yep, exactly. <laughs> Thank God it's not like there's a new company betting their entire existence on it. <laughs> Let's see what Amazon says. Amazon, come here. Darksiders... Well, that's not even the same thing. War Mastered PlayStation 4 Edition. Is that just coming out in PS4? Yeah. No. Well, no, it's got to be X. But, well, but it's not coming out in Vita or anything. Oh, God, no. Because I could see that. That'd be perfect. Can yeah. you imagine if it was on Vita? <sighs> oh, the power we'd have. Yeah, it looks like it's just one. Because PlayStation 4, Darksiders 2 was our, our right. thing. Darksiders. THQ Nordic. Oh, God. Go yeah. get them. Yeah. Gary the Gull comes to PlayStation VR Digital. Are you familiar with goal. Gary the Gull? No. What is Gary? The, I, I mean, I can guess. I play this at the PlayStation 4 GDC event. Okay. Say hello to Gary. Hey, Gary. Gary the Gull is an interactive VR short film where Gary talks to you and you can talk back. Your path through the story depends on how you answer Gary's questions using voice recognition and head gestures. Enjoy your day at the beach. Okay. Now. Can I say fuck you, Gary? Yeah, he won't respond to that. And he doesn't say like, that's rude. <laughs> no, I wish that, that that's the thing. Played Gary the Gull at that PlayStation 4 event. And I was like, all right, 
this is a great tech demo. And they're like, mm. oh no, it's a full fledged thing. I was like, oh no, oh God, no. Cause like <laughs> I did the short film. Like it's right. like, it must've been like six minutes or whatever. And it was like, it was doing the thing too. And it, granted, maybe it was early. This is just my preview impressions, whatever. But like, you know, it's, he's like, Hey, look over there. You know what I mean? You look away and then he tries to steal your picnic basket or your cooler. I think it is. Right. But it's like the thing, even if you didn't move your head, he still, he just went and did it. And I'm just like, well, what are you like? Wait, you're not interacting with me at all. Actually, Gary, you're just kind of doing your own fucking thing. Here. Gary is the latest in a long line of, of like seemingly impossible pieces of software to do this, which were actually impossible. Like for instance, like Milo, which was oh my to- God, total Milo. smoke and mirrors or like Seaman, which like barely worked at all. Gary, the goal, Gary, the goal. Here he is. They thought the, this is uh, some of the things you're going to get. It's again, this could be a cool idea a few years from now. Somebody's worked on it and done something, <laughs> yeah. but we'll see. Why a goal? Uh, who doesn't like a good seagull? Everyone. Alliteration, the irritating animal oh, in the world. No, they're hit. They're a big hit because the movie. Remember now, mine, mine. Everybody oh, really? loves me because of that shit. Oh god, like minions. Gary the minion would be better. Hollow Ball okay. comes to PlayStation VR Digital. That sounds like that is the most PS PlayStation Digital name I've ever heard in my life. Right, it's got a really cool aesthetic too from hollow ball there too there you go it's worth pointing out of course this was made by friend of kind of funny mike from filthy casual so oh, cool uh hollow ball plunges players into an action sports arcade arena inspired by one of the most iconic games of all time use your paddles to hit smash and curve the hollow ball past your opponent to score learn and master skill shots to outmatch your increasingly difficult opponents so do they say that it's based on one of the most iconic games, they but don't they name, not refer they the game? will not say what the game is is the game breakout or something i thought it was or pong a pong is yeah, it yeah, like, yeah. Uh, yeah. use your paddles to hit smash or curve yeah. the hollow ball past your opponent sure oh yeah, yeah. that makes sense right <laughs> uh then another i mean like i if this is one we got to retire this, okay. this kind of this name i zombie it's not right. the tv show it's not the work of fiction it's just i zombie all right ps4 digital Quite a different zombie game. This okay. time, you are the zombie. Command <laughs> your infected comrades, fight your way to freedom, and let zombie kind dominate the world. So, just like Stubbs the Zombie, or Zombie Tycoon, or Zombie Tycoon 2, or many other zombie games that are exactly this. Left for Dead. <laughs> Coming to PlayStation Two. Vita, digital. Iron Sea Defenders. Defend your fort from impending enemy attacks by saving money, stockpiling secret weaponry, building cannons, and driving the enemy to despair. Embrace your tactical and strategic prowess, and victory will be yours in Iron Sea Defenders. Nice work. Tower defense defense was not mentioned once. Exactly. Strong marketing. They'll come up in trophy time. I want to see a little bit more about (laughs) them, so you'll see them here in a second. (laughs) Laser Disco Defenders comes to PlayStation 4 Digital. That's a strong name. I agree. Yeah. Shoot and dodge lasers and laser disco defenders, a self-inflicted bullet hell that combines retro sci-fi with the sounds and sights of the disco era. Oh my God. Explore randomly generated levels, complete missions to unlock new clothing and customize your character (laughs) to gain new abilities. Right? That sounds right. If I can get flares and like a dumb fedora and yeah, like a, like a shirt with the first four buttons open, then yeah. And (laughs) and also play bullet hell. Why not? Sold. Perfect. Now continuing, this is a PlayStation VR digital game. Okay. But continuing with, we're making a VR game. What what names you got from me? Okay. Proton Pulse. Oh God. Proton Pulse. No. Um, uh, oh, they they have a mistitle here. At least you can pronounce this one. Proton Pulse Plus is oh, a fast paced classic arcade action. Oh, it is fast paced classic arcade action from a whole new perspective, spanning over fifty levels with an original soundtrack by Jake Kaufman and Danimal. Oh, we know Danimal. Proton Pulse. Plus, we'll take you on a heart-pounding mission to save the universe. Another one of like, what the fuck is that game? Yeah. Is a fast-paced classic arcade action from a home. What does that mean? The Predator soundtrack. They got 50 levels. 
the name is a is a is a car crash. Is but it? If the game's good enough, you can get over that. I don't know what I'm doing in it though. Am I yeah. just walk? Is it hack and slash? There's a lot of things. Anyways, <laughs> Samurai Showdown VI. Do you think that like all of these are like the descriptors that they put under YouTube videos because they're seeming to like almost intentionally not refer to anything that you would get visually 100%. from the game. I imagine this is like the I, the way I imagine it. Because right. we've we've ragged on this for a long time. Because again, literally, it was just broken English before. Like yeah. nobody was reading these things and putting them live. They've gotten better, but I have to imagine that when you submit a game to PlayStation, there must be all these like right. fill out this form and put in the description, and like yeah. people must just like not wholly understand where the information is going. going. Yeah. And like yeah, Samurai Showdown uh, uh, Six, the age, ten me, the venue. <laughs> The world, <laughs> the prize, glory. That's great. The curtain now rises on the samurai world's greatest spectacle. Let the games begin. <laughs> like I understand, it's the sixth game in the series. Yeah. Like you know what this is, and you care. You don't give a shit. But I love games that are set in the world. It's a good thing I was googling that. The prize, glory. <laughs> Slain Back from Hell comes to PlayStation Vita Digital. Slain Back from Hell, a heavy metal inspired arcade combat game with stunning pixel art visuals, challenging old school gameplay, and gore galore. Plus, Ooh, it's good. That that's a good. good combination. Plus, the most metal soundtrack you've ever heard. Ooh. Told me what the game is, yeah. what I can expect from it, and if I like that, the metal, there I am. All right. Yeah. Stranded, a Mars adventure comes to PlayStation Vita Digital. Flying to Mars is a piece of cake. But returning back to Earth, that's where things get tricky. Help the stranded astronaut to find a way back home in this delightful <laughs> side-scrolling skill game. to find a way back home? Did he it's say fun? No, I didn't say Help the stranded astronaut <laughs> to find a way back home in this delightful side-scrolling skill game. Cool. Interesting. Um, I'm interested in that. Mm-hmm. Verzum Arcade comes to PlayStation <laughs> VR Digital. <laughs> Verzoom Arcade is an ever-expanding collection of virtual reality exercise games powered by you. Pedal faster to chase down bandits, turn your head to aim your tank's cannon, and lean to swoop and dive on the back of a Pegasus. Say goodbye to your boring workout. Full games require the Verzoom Exercise Bike Controller, available from local and online retailers. (laughs) What the flying fuck?! I think I might have played this one. Oh my god. On the bike? Yeah, you'd get like an exercise bike like a straight up like like put it in your house buy it at christmas never use it again like exercise bike there it is do they sell actual ones can you oh yeah here it is on amazon here it is on amazon you want to take a guess how much do you think the version virtual reality exercise bike and games and games hold on let me let me see what you got here about the product, Verzoom folding VR bike controller and Verzoom arcade games. <laughs> what s- games? <laughs> 269.99. I want to give you. Oh, hold on. I want to. I'm trying to give you exactly what games are here. All right. You get. Okay. Here you go. Verzoom arcade is a free to. <laughs> free to play. Yep. Verzoom arcade <laughs> is free to play with the Verzoom gaming system. It includes five oh. VR exercise games. Okay. So you get five games in this fucking bike for VR. So you get like you get one game that's got five games in it. Yeah, it sounds like, like five games. Yeah, they're trying to upsell it. Yeah. So I don't. I to me, I feel like two fifty for the bike, and then I'll put it a little bit higher for the software. You can get it all for the low, low price of three hundred and ninety nine wow. US dollars. And also look at this guy. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what I'm going to title this episode, but I really want to use this as the thumbnail. <laughs> Just no explanation. Just this guy in this VR bike. <laughs> Good wow. fucking lord. Yeah. All right. Now, if you're here's, oh no. Well, I was gonna say for kids at home who are thinking about dropping their four hundred dollars on this. <laughs> what I'm seeing here is a free postage at least. Is it Amazon Prime? 
It's it not, is prime. It is it prime. Is, thank it Christ. Is prime. Can you imagine next I don't see, and I could just, you know, let, me, let me enhance the image here. Enhance. Because I'm not seeing... Controllers? It doesn't look like there's move light bars on them, like for like the, the nubs for that. Oh, right. Which would make me think if you have an exercise bike, <laughs> you right. might just be able to ride the exercise bike, but I can't prove that. It, I think I might have played this one, and I think it gets it off of the... the pedal oh so really so like I, I i think i did this one and it's like when it says bandits is there like pictures of cowboys because i definitely did right that. yes i have used that one before yeah and it, it works but it's like it's not that it's great not that you'd spend four hundred dollars on it oh here we go it's on today's oh, it's show. On a today show yeah so there's this bit where you're on a pegasus and then you, when you pedal it's like flying and it's really cool and you're like whoa but it's based on like how much how fast you're pedaling and i think Interesting. It, i think you lean as well so there was no controller so I don't think you could you could use it with something. Okay. Else. Well, here we're getting it. You, you power it on. You crank on your tension. You okay. put on the headset that's not a PlayStation VR headset. You do this. You spin that thing. If it, it was a PlayStation Four triggers. exclusive, that would be maybe the worst business decision <laughs> you could do. I don't man. I don't know. This dog is driving a car. <laughs> oh yeah. It's a it's an F one driving game, and when you look in the mirror, you realize you're a dog, which is pretty cool. Huh. All right. Yeah, I did this one as well. It's you know, like a. It actually looks better graphically than it did when I played it before. Well, this is probably running on the Vive, so there you go. Or did you use it right. on the Vive? I don't know. I think I used an Oculus, actually. Right. It was a while ago. It was like a year ago. Well, Verzum Arcade is out there now, ladies there and go. gentlemen. God be with us all. Uh, we Sing comes to PlayStation 4 Digital. We Sing returns bigger and better than ever before, featuring the hottest hits from the world's biggest artists from across five decades, including original recordings from artists including ABBA, David Bowie, Shia, Sia, Shia, Shia, Lubov, that's Lubov. it. Yeah, that's what I thought, too. Sean Mendez and Wiz Khalifa, along with their official HD music videos. David Bowie. Yeah. Worth buying it for that. I agree. Mm-hmm. We, we do love David Bowie. Let's right play here. some Omicron the Nomad Soul. And a big shout out, of course, similar to what we were talking about, too, about like continuing to release content Hitman wise. Mm. Batman, uh, the, t- the Telltale series, episode four comes out Tuesday Life. as well. Yeah. Not listed, of course, because it's digital and they consider it add ons. They were like the first people to do that yep. whole and then package it all at the end because yep. I was definitely part of the once you package it all, I'll be. That's a real game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Or I, 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 I've just have no discipline. I can't watch. This is why I'm just struggling with Westworld because I just like to binge. Mm. I like to do it. I wait until it's over and then watch the whole thing. And we'll yeah. Go. Although I am watching Westworld. Yeah, we well, got to. That's and that's yeah. the thing with Telltale where it's like, I just got to go. I, right. I want to play it as soon as I can. But that it also it's a weird thing because then it does become like appointment viewing. Where right, it's like, yeah. no matter how far I get in Watch Dogs tonight, tomorrow I'm coming home and playing episode four because <laughs> I want to know what's happening. They do such a great job with the cliffhangers. And yeah. have you have you played any of Batman? Uh, no, not a Batman. They do a really good job of tweet fucking with the fiction. Cool. To where it's not not necessarily what you think is going to happen is what's going to happen. Right. So it's like actually really interesting to make choices. It's and probably important for Batman fans considering how much like knowledge of the those narratives you already exactly, kind of know. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, it's just nice to see DC let somebody off the leash. Like, right. all right, go do something goofy. You know, we're not goofy, but really intense and different. Have they confirmed that Guardians of the Galaxy thing or no? It's still just off the voice still, actor strike okay. uh, listing right. thing. I think I don't think I've seen anything official from them. Um. This is where we usually do topic of the show, but we can go for an hour and 46 minutes. And I think we've had like four worthy topics of the show. Yeah. So that's fine. Don't worry about that. Probably. Uh, Trophies though? Trophy time. Yeah. yeah trophy okay. time still here. Uh, I pulled up We Sing. Neon Chrome is what I listed, but that doesn't even sound neon like a real Chrome. thing. No, Neon Chrome is what I listed. Is that, is that I, a template? Is that a PlayStation 4? Another one that template? sounds like it, right? Yeah. yeah. It looks like another VR thing. Neon Chrome has, yeah, no... Uh, I don't know why I pulled up Neon Chrome. We're not going to talk about Neon Chrome. I don't know what the <laughs> hell I was thinking. We Sing I pulled up, of course, because I'm a big singing fan. I okay. thought maybe it'll be easy platinum. It's a, It looks like it's a mind-numbing platinum. Oh, is it? Like, they have every, a bunch, like five star every song? or Eventually, but they have a ton of bronzes that are play this song at least 10 times. Oh, what? And they have Hit Me Baby One More Time. 
Uh, you sing Chandelier at least 10 times. <laughs> See You Again. Wake Me Up. Worth It. Lo- love Me. I mean, like, it's all, and there's tons uh, of these motherfuckers. For in bronzes. Here. Yeah. Well, I mean, we'll get to that in a second. Save right. that, save that one there for <laughs> a second. But yeah, then, yeah, sing 20 songs on hard. Okay, whatever. Score over nine. Mm, 90,000. It's whatever, but. Mm. I'm not going to sit uh, sitting there and play. Now, maybe you could just hit it and leave it there. I don't know. Get around <laughs> right. it that way. This is how I get to thinking about trophies that I'm just right. going to game on easy mode where yeah, exactly. it doesn't ever cancel you. And yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Or put it with the song. You like get your CD player. And you, you've, tried, you've done this before. You, you've yeah. done this before, sir. Uh, NBA 2K VR experience has trophies up. Oh. 13, no bronze. I'm sorry, no platinum. Uh, looks like one gold, three silvers. Uh, I didn't hear much about this. Did you? Do you mm. Have you seen anything I'm talking about? I don't know anything. I can imagine what it is almost immediately. Yeah, com- complete like, a three-point game. or Yeah, three-point game on any difficult and solo mode. Complete a time attack game. They should have like a half-court shot mini game in there or something like that. Yeah, re- reach, reach challenge, reach challenge 10 and sync the basket successfully on buzzer beater and solo mode. Okay. Uh, yeah, going to complete the time attack game without missing a single shot. And that sounds like a son of a bitch. I don't want to do that. Mm. Iron C that uh tower defense game coming to PlayStation Vita this week. 12 trophies, no platinum. Uh, kill 1000 enemies, kill 500 enemies with the secret weapon. Uh, those are all bronzes. Yeah. Four silver, four silvers, one gold. Complete all levels with three stars for the one gold. Sell five hundred towers. Stuff Pretty to that standard effect. stuff. What you'd expect from mm. I think a tower defense game with uh, that. Their trophies. Refreshing right quick to see if I miss anything cool. No, <laughs> nothing's broken. That's cool. No, on exo phase. Right. There you go. We do have questions though about it. Now we talked earlier. Actually, I'm gonna skip that one. We'll okay. come back to it. No worries. Instead, we're gonna jump to this one. Where you? <laughs> this is grand.millers.raccoon. Ooh, wrote in. To oh. kindoffunny.com slash PSQ and says, hello, Greg and Colin. Hey, what's up? My question is real simple. Do you or anyone else for that matter give a flying fuck about bronze, silver, and gold trophies? <laughs> I don't mean the actual trophies, but the fact that some are gold, some are silver, and some are bronze. For me, every small trophy is a step closer to the platinum, parentheses, the only trophy that matters. So categorizing them and putting developers through all the trouble seems a bit absurd. What are your thoughts on the matter? Anyway, thanks for the years of entertainment. Cornelius, this goes back to what you were talking about. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I don't know. I'm sorry. This is the wrong audience for this. I enjoy the simplicity of the gamer score. Just the numbers? Thing. It's just, yeah. It's whenever, when, when they originally launched the, 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 the three trophies or the four, sorry, I was, I was kind of like, uh, you're kind of like over egging this pudding a little bit. The pudding is all egg and I don't really know the importance of any of it. Yeah. So to me, the platinum was always like, the, it was like the, the, the top of the mountain, like, like that's sure. to get, uh, but it's also kind of too far for me yeah. that the goals have become the more like, so I'm interested in the goals. Sure. I don't really care about the bronze and, and silver kind of part of it all yeah. that much. Like they pop up and I'm like, oh, it's, you're just in the way of my game. And I turn off notifications. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, the thing about it is, yeah, we've gotten hung up on that before. We're, you know, when we are talking about it and I think it'll come up and Colin or me will be like, oh, yeah, you know, it's get 50 kills and you only get a bronze for it. Right. It's annoying in the sense that for me... If I want the platinum, it, yeah, it doesn't matter. Who the, right. who the fuck cares? I don't care. Like, Watchdog is I want the platinum, so it's cool to be, when I finish these missions, I'm getting silvers for them. I'm like, that mm. seems way too much, but I'll take it. Awesome. Right. You know what I mean? Great. Better than a bunch of bronzes. But when it is then just when you're playing to play the game mm. and you're popping a bronze or whatever, then it is just like, whatever. And if it is a bronze for something that's really out there, then I'm never going to go get it. Why would I bother yeah. getting the 50 kills if I'm not getting a reward out of it? But if I'm going for the platinum, then it doesn't really matter. It's this weird balancing issue. Yeah, I feel like on the developer side, it is a weird 
it does put them in the weird position where they have to make they almost by definition of having all of these tiers, they have to make the bronze ones like either boring or just like so like things that you're going to do in the run of the game regardless yeah. that there's nothing really you're going to get excited about like oh kill like 20 people it's like well that's going to happen no matter what I do anyway exactly, right? exactly, exactly. So, like who cares or like completing mid levels and stuff so I don't know I feel like if you're going for the if you're right if you're going for the platinum then that stuff feels cool because it's like you're chipping away at it and that's something that the Microsoft system never had is yeah. that you might have that like one 200 you know uh, 200 point thing for completing the game on the hardest difficulty or whatever yeah. right uh, whereas on this one at least you, you feel like you're chipping away at it piece by piece that's, that's the thing cool. where I think I feel like a platinum and this is a, of course I'm in this ecosystem and everything else mm-hmm. I feel like a platinum is more rewarding to me than the thousand points if that makes sense oh totally yeah with the points it is like yeah okay that's that is a that point total is worth me doing that mm. whereas like the bronze trophy isn't worth me doing that so i'll leave and it, like i don't care my achievements have all these holes in them and then you look at your, your trophy completion mm. percentage like oh that fucking sucks yeah i think the platinum's one are harder to get and the microsoft system is probably better for people who just like for rewarding people for just doing anything yeah uh yeah so i agree <laughs> I, I it, yeah it it seemed weird that they had such a complex system at the gate. I always felt like oh it's something you could have like expanded on in, in any way, but they could kind of pigeonhole themselves in a weird way. Yeah, I think they were just trying to copy without copying, right? And they just got in this weird thing where right, these have values, but they don't have values, but they do to the developers. And and then you've got games that don't have platinums. Then you've got the mayonnaise thing. Fucking goddamn it! Like, Speaking of the mayonnaise right. thing, my dog Nick. What up, Nick? Ninety six writes oh. in and says hello, Greg and right. guest. What? Thank you. He knew. I'm not Gio Corsi, but I'm good he, enough. He listened. <laughs> <laughs> he listened to Colin Moriarty last week and figured out last time on PSI love you XOXO best friend Zyger one three three seven brought up my Le- name is Mayo yep referring to how poor the quality assurance on the PlayStation store is I originally wrote up a question about a certain title on PSN that seemed awful after a bit of research I understand it a bit better but I still don't think it fits on the PlayStation network that title is inner kung fu game in inner inner like inside I N N E R Kung Fu game. Okay. It's three dollars. It was stealth released onto the system. Parentheses not mentioned on the drop that week it came out. And all descriptions Sony provides don't properly explain the game. He puts game in quotes, in my opinion. Here is a description from the PlayStation Store. You may read this out loud if you like. Well, thank you for your permission, my dog Nick. <laughs> PlayStation Store wrote, after scoring a trophy by pointing your awareness correctly 15 times, you enter an exercise routine which has many modes. Intention mode, Tai Chi mode, orbit mode, stretching mode, muscle mode, organ health mode, three energy center mode, seven energy center mode, hand and finger posture mode, lying mode, sitting mode, standing mode, and walking mode. You can learn more about these modes at HTTP P colon slash slash <laughs> inner kung fu game.com slash modes on HTML. This is still the official PlayStation store description. Uh, the exercise sequence can be done in calming order or exciting order to increase or decrease your energy levels as you go. You can do the entire exercise routine or select any exercise mode to work on. This version of the inner kung fu game has more audio file descriptions, so it is easier to use. Wow, great. My dog Nick. 96 continues. I looked into this further and discovered it's more of a yoga app, but it shouldn't be advertised as a game. Also, the trophies for this just seem as bad as my name is Mayo's, except no platinum. I guess this isn't a question as much as an observation, but I'd love to hear your thoughts on titles like these and where they belong. As always, thanks for all you do and keep up the amazing work. Oh Holy I wanna, Jesus Christ. I want to do extreme speed organ health mode right now. My <laughs> organ health feels pretty bad. What <laughs> a weird ass thing to put in there. I want to try to find it though. It feels like, uh, um, I think, 
it was one of the recent episodes you guys were talking about how a lot of this stuff is just kind of copy-pasted from the iOS yeah. world, right? And like, I feel like a lot of the descriptions are kind of the same thing. And then when it comes to trophies, it's like each one of these different stores has their own like version of these things, right? Like even yeah. Apple has its little game room thing or whatever, the hell, game center thing or whatever it's called. Uh, yeah, and I just think there's like hardly any curation or care done and it, a lot of these are like managed by you know companies that are doing like 50 of these a month on all these different platforms and they just there's no quality control they don't care there doesn't seem to be any translation control on this no one. nobody's paying attention uh the inner kung fu game trophies i'm looking at there's 21 total oh hit me with them uh there's a bronze here first 15 points correctly point your attention in the proper direction this is on PlayStation okay, 4. Okay, okay. Is this a move game? 15 points. Correctly point your attention in the proper direction. What? 17th, 15 points. This is the trophy title. 17th, 15 points. Correctly point your attention in the proper direction. <laughs> it's that over and over again. <laughs> you point your attention in the proper direction. Now, he's included a... He, he put in... <laughs> so, does it just like... like do you get them all in one go when you just when you 15 I don't know if it's move related hold on now let me see if Jer- just, Jericho hasn't cleared these out so let me uh, oh of course shout out to Jericho over on the kind of funny forums who over at <laughs> kind of funny.com slash PSQ goes through and finds everything keeps it all set up here we go he p- sent over screenshots oh god Feel, it's like, as horrible I don't, as I'd fear it's just it strikes me as you just play it and it must do it right because it can't Oh, is that no? That's, I can't well, tell what's happening in this he's game. Trying to break into a dodecahedron, it seems like. <laughs> <laughs> this is. I just. It, is it a PlayStation camera game? I don't know. Maybe see, let's, we're going to YouTube now. We're going there's, to, there's a 3D model of a of a human, a humanoid, and <laughs> what human. seems to be a, a sort of a geometric shape in front of it. We're going to YouTube. Alexander <laughs> Phil has a video up called "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> Inner Kung Fu game, PS4 gameplay. Sitting through the ad. Oh, here, I'm skipping the ad now. Okay. Oh, you use the D-pad for the pointing. What? And then a triangle button as well? So you're just working out your finger? That's not an organ. I want organ health. I don't know, man. I don't know sometimes, but this is exactly what we're talking about. Right. Yeah. That no, someone Shovelware. is... Someone just, is saying that this is fine. This thing that is just yeah. a bubble in front of this guy's thing that's going on. I don't know. Now there's a lot of it. It's not just PSN here. Have you played that attacking Zenaga? On that, that's that's like that's like like weak. When the floodgates opened on the bad PSN games, that yeah, was yeah. like one of the first ones out. Okay. Oh, it's a real stinker. It's a real piece yeah, of garbage. All right, cool. Uh, Mr. Yams now has a follow up to this thread that we've talked about. Okay. That there's too much crap on the store. Yes. Hey guys. Hey. I like. He that. said vague. I like it. That was good. He said. Say hi, say hi, Colin, but you did it. Oh, you no. you, you oh, okay. filled the role good. For the last few weeks, there has been a consistent topic that has been featured on the show, and, f- and it has me at two minds. The oversaturation of games on the PSN. On one hand, I do agree that there are a lot. there's a lot of crap on the store. However, I hoard myself out and played My Name is Mayo and got the trophies for PS4 and Vita. <laughs> After thinking about it, I hope the developers make a good amount of money on this because I think they were smart to do this from a sales standpoint. Having said that, don't game developers deserve the chance to make money as, as crappy as the game may be, to be able to make something even better in the future. 
Every developer comes from somewhere, and no matter how shitty the games they worked on in the past may be, without those, they, we wouldn't have the games we love now. Without Joe Danger, we wouldn't have the ambition of No Man's Sky, regardless of how you feel about it. We wouldn't have these Telltale games without them making that awful Jurassic Park game first. DICE made Shrek, and Treyarch made the Bad Minority Report game. <laughs> Not for nothing, but there are bad games that are released physically that were made by veteran developers like Hayes. He's talking about the game Hayes. Oh, right, yeah. And let's not forget about that Whiplash. Let's not forget Whiplash was made by Crystal Dynamics. In the end, there are great developers out there, but shouldn't they have the chance to put out content to have a chance at something greater? Besides, when it's all said and done, isn't it really up to the consumer to vote with their wallet? Uh, peace, I love you, but only when my wife isn't around. Thanks for all you do. Mr. <laughs> Yams, Brian, if you're nasty, he says. I, yes, and yes, you are correct that that is a real thing. However, looking at the games of Hayes and Shrek and Jurassic Park, right? people were trying on that. You know <laughs> what I mean? And like, now I can't speak to what the fuck is inner kung fu. It doesn't look like somebody was trying super hard on it. Maybe they were. Maybe I'm being offensive. Maybe this is a great exercise yoga game that I'm just not understanding at a glance and how to use a controller with it. But there's a line there. My name is Mayo. Yeah, is goofy and stupid. But again, like the argument yesterday, you know, Colin, or last week, I should say, Colin was, you know, very up in arms that like they were taking advantage of people. And I, my argument was they're not because I knew what I was buying. People are buying this game knowing what they're buying. It's right. an easy platinum trophy. And if there's a market for that, and clearly there is, the consumers are speaking and it's going to be hilarious when this game charts, right? When this game inevitably charts because who the hell's buying Vita games unless there's some giant sale. There is an audience for that. They weren't lying about it. I don't I, like there was the art is good in it, right? Like it's a mayo jar, but it's not like it's not this. It is not the what the fuck is this? My name is mayo. Or not, of, uh, oh, there you go. 15, first 15 points just popped on this thing. It is not this thing is this guy. The bubble just expands around this man and nobody knows what the hell's going on. And but again, maybe I'm selling this short. Maybe there's something actually happening here. I don't know. Yes, developers need to. The argument Colin's making is, hmm. and uh, me to an extent too, I guess, isn't that you shouldn't, your game isn't great enough. Actually, that is Colin's game thing. But there needs <laughs> right. to be somebody who plays the games. I'm saying right. that you're allowed to make bad games and put them out there, but I think there are, are people who are just shelling out shovelware garbage games that they know are terrible and they're not learning something from it. They're yeah. not taking something away from it. They're trying to make a quick buck. Yeah, I, totally. I, like, I, I, like, I think you can have a, I think both are true. I think it is, it is true that you should, the market, you know, the market gets what it get it gets what it wants, right? The market yeah. decides what what works and what doesn't. And the Mayo one is like it's a goofy idea and it's kind of funny and it's clearly self aware. There you go. It's clearly self aware and it's you know they know what the hell's going on and at least they're not trying to like to your point they're not trying to obfuscate what the game is. They're yeah. pretty pretty upfront about what the goddamn hell Mayo this thing jar. is, right? Um, and you're right, like, you know, maybe we shouldn't have a situation where we're, we're dumping on games because people are, are trying to make a living out of it, regardless of what they do in the future. I think the biggest missed opportunity of what's happening now, and like what's happening now with PSN Store and what happened previously with Steam and what's happened basically kind of iOS, everything, the lack of curation, yeah. is that eventually it's a business decision. Like, eventually it became too much of a problem for the 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 whatever the door men of 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 gatekeepers gatekeepers sorry yeah, yeah. of of to uh, to vet everything that went through it became too expensive so they created a marketplace where the market decides and the relevant stuff pops up to the top yeah what i miss is what we had prior which is when digital games came out on ps3 and uh, late ps3 and early ps4 which was that whenever 
those games came out, they were curated for the system, and we knew that they were good and they were relevant. Yeah. And you kind of had the same thing over on Microsoft with the Xbox, Xbox Live, Live like the, so, the summer, yep, summer of arcade, arcade yeah, yeah. stuff like that. I miss that because that was cool because that was basically. The, the gatekeeper saying, here are some games that you probably would have ignored in this shovelware yeah. world, but we're actually kind of, we're kind of backing them. We're, we're vetting them. We're saying these are pretty cool. So I think that's the one thing that we've lost in this. Other than that, I think it's kind of hilarious that you're able to have all this like shovelware crap in there. The f- I mean, like Sony will do Spring Fever and all that jazz right. and like buy this one, get this percentage off of that and like Salt and Sanctuary was in that lineup, right? Hmm. I would love it to see and I know this would never happen at Sony and even at Microsoft, probably not because you worry about alienating people, right? Uh, and relationships and business things, not, you know, personal feelings. But if you could, if PlayStation could exist and they could have, they could totally invest in Sid's team, Justin and Ryan, right? Hmm. Of like, you guys can have very vocal opinions. We're not going to hate that. And maybe it's a different team, but a personality-driven team where it could be you go to the store and it is every week there's an update and it's like Ryan's pick, Sid's pick, right. Justin's pick, or yeah. picks of like, all right, cool. Hey, if you have this, this is what you should get this week. And like, otherwise it is you have to listen to uh, IGN or us or whoever, your respected peers that you care about in the industry and see what they want and find it all your own. But that doesn't help the consumer who jumps into the new releases on PlayStation and it's just... Yeah, yeah. And it's all shitty and it's like all these DLC costumes in front to get to the new <sighs> right. game that is over here. And it's like, well, what the hell is that? And I think in a weird way, what's taken over that place has been PlayStation Plus because that is kind mm. of the free games on there because that is them saying like, these are the games that we're kind of championing, right? Even though there's like business deals behind it and it's not necessary. I mean, there was business deal based on everyone one of these promotional things ever done right but like it feels a little bit less pure it feels like more of a okay we're kind of in on this as well with with them yeah so maybe them also having a separate thing where they're highlighting good games ends up running counter to that in terms of messaging i don't know sure um but yeah like my my i just hope it doesn't get worse because right now it's there's a lot of crap there i think it's going to i think it's going to get more and more especially as more and more people are not I, I don't see it as negatively as Colin does because mm. I do think there are plenty of developers out there who are trying and the game isn't great. Sure. Yeah. But why did, why shouldn't they have the shot to do that? But it is, I think there's going to, as more and more people not run to it in terms of, uh, Hey, let's, there's money to be made here. If we make a crappy game, put a platinum in it, more people going like, all right, cool. I'm going to try. I, the ch- tools are getting cheaper. They're getting easier to use. Mm. It's going to be easier for me to get stuff in. I think you'll see more and more stuff, but then it just does become, there needs to be a solution. Mm. But then you find things like, you know, the Vita lounge or IGN or whoever who's reviewing games or just word of mouth or streamers or however it's yeah. going to be. I want to check on the readers, Danny. All right. Now it's funny because you mentioned that they're PlayStation plus. Yes. I have a, a question here about PlayStation Plus that I think you're going to enjoy. Ooh. Again, remember, if you want to be part of the show, kindoffunny.com slash PSQ to get your question read on the air. This one comes from Rob Man in Batten. Batten. What's up, everybody? If you didn't know... Ah, Christ. I don't know how you guys do that every day. <laughs> a big, friendly ass hello from Ireland. <clears throat> I up, Rob to, Man? I wanted to run something by you guys about PlayStation Plus, so let me lay it on you like your boy Colin M lays mayo on an unsuspecting culinary delight. So I'm a fairly casual gamer who likes to follow the goings of the industries. I play a handful of games every year and try to pick a mix of AAA and smaller titles so I can be part of the discussion. Hmm. When I got my PlayStation 4, I signed up to PlayStation Plus and availed of a few free games, which was great. So using, is that, what does availed mean that way? Availed? Yeah. I, and availed of a few availed, free games. Availed, I, I took advantage of. Oh, okay. I'm not familiar with that. No? no? Is that an Irish thing now? I don't know. Kevin, have you ever heard availed used that way? Shaking your head now. Right. Well, now, Kevin and I are stupid, though, so right. easily. I don't know. I, I get tripped up on that stuff all the time. I've yeah. realized that I've been saying something that nobody knows. Putting slang. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, I've now got quite a backlog of games to play, so I decided to not pay for my PlayStation Plus subscription this year. Oh. Sits down to play some sweet-ass Rocket League. What in the name of all that is sacred? What is the shit is this? I've now been locked out of the games I received through PlayStation Plus, such as Rocket League and Super Meat Boy, which were my go-to games for wasting half an hour here or there. I know PlayStation Plus is a sweet deal, but do you guys think it's fair that by opting out, I lose access to these games? Thanks for the most resonant gaming conversation on the World Wide Web. Love always, Rob Man and Batten. Then he puts in parentheses, Batman and Robin, but switch bat for Rob, because that's how much time we have on our hands with the shitty internet connections in rural <laughs> islands. <laughs> Wait, does he say where he's from? Rural ah, Island. Is just rural Ireland. Ireland. Just yeah. rural Ireland. The rural juror. Everywhere yeah. the rural juror. Um, uh, I watched 30 Rock for the first time this year, actually. Oh, wow. Mainline the whole thing. Oh, wow. It was great. Uh, I mean, everywhere in Ireland's rural Ireland, just, you know, except okay. for Dublin. Okay, great. Yeah, so he could be anywhere. I mean, I, w- I wish I could help you here, and I'm going to call you Rob, man. Rob, man, I wish I could help you, but no, that's been the thing from the beginning, and like yeah. that's, that's the subscription service part of it. Now, the good news is that you could, you know, plunk down if you j- figure that out, you plunk down for one month, play whatever you need to play off your thing, and then mm. keep coming back. The games you've redeemed are still redeemed to your account. You can go back and get them, but like I feel for you. It was mainly that you're Ireland, and he's Irish. I wanted to get something in here. Yeah, I, I, mean, I just I remember what it was like having to really be very, 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 very picky about the games that I bought. Because sure. Like, you know, when you were, like, especially when I was in college, for instance. Like, oh, yeah. Not having any sort of income to do it, and also not having your parents sort of be able to help you out as much as they used to. Um but like, yeah, I think I think that probably shocked him because he didn't realize it was going to happen. Yeah. But when you sort of look at it in terms of like any other streaming service, like if you had Amazon Video or Spotify and you listened to, you know, you didn't buy the latest, you know, Deftones album because you wanted to, this literally happened to me, you wanted to listen to it <laughs> on Spotify and then you stop your subscription and then, or like for me, like it was like I had to buy the Taylor Swift one, right? Because that was the only way to get it was yeah. to, to go on, on iTunes on, on the music. Um. So I think it's like, yeah, you gotta you gotta remember that that's that's you were having. It's a really good deal when you got it, and then when you don't, I guess if those are games that you want to go back and play, you gotta remember they're not part of your catalog. But then, yeah. is anything ever gonna be part of our catalog? Like the PS3 to PS4 transition, you know, there was stuff lost in the mix. Oh there yeah, as well, we lost a lot know? of stuff. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, the idea of like the, those libraries being there forever is a is a sort of well, it's fading slowly. You know, we, you know, we always talk about the digital future here and how yeah. we think that's the thing, but it does bring up a good thing of ownership of like, you know, like PT, like right, if that gets right. removed, like okay, cool. It can live on your system forever, but if your system dies and you get a new system, and that yeah. was a big thing when people were getting their PlayStation 4 Pros of like would the transfer actually bring it over and yeah. it does, but that's a scary thing in terms of like what does that all mean and how does that all happen? Yeah, I was looking at like um PlayStation's on uh eBay. And there were people selling ones with PT on yeah, it for yeah. higher than the other Making ones. Making a huge deal about uh, yeah, it. It's yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I've, got, I've got PT on my one as well. I'm terrified to do anything with it. Danny, I got two ones for you. Do it. End this. Yeah. Here we go. Troy J. Troy J. What, what will PlayStation do from a marketing point of view when Scorpio is released? I don't think they're going to do much of anything. I don't think they're going to drop the price of the Pro. I don't think they, I mean, they'll continue to do commercials like they do now greatness Mm -hmm. awaits and all that jazz, but I don't think they're going to, I don't think they're going to make it. I think if anything, when Scorpio isn't released next year, if that's what actually ends up happening, we'll see if they actually Mm -hmm. stick to it. It'll be more of a, how did they do it? Wait and see what's happening. Where are we? There's too many things up in the air. The price is a big one. Um, the power is obviously the other one. In a way, I feel like if this is if 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 what we're hearing about the the proposed sort of teraflopness of of it is true, then then it is 
it's going to be so far ahead of the PlayStation uh, Pro that they almost don't have to worry about it. Like, it's not yeah. like they're necessarily competing against yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So if that's the case, then it becomes a price war, right? Then they're like, oh, yeah, sure, you can play that and get all those games that, it, that you know, it runs that much better. But, like, probably only the first-party ones are going to really take advantage of it. The rest of the stuff is already looking really good on our systems. Yeah. And it'll cost you 150 or $200 less. So I don't know. Like, I, I, I think in a way... If they don't compete with them, then they don't make it a narrative of the two things competing unless they can get an in, which will be the price. If they can get a foothold, right? Yeah. yeah like, this is why we're the better option. Sure. Mm-hmm. But I think, I mean, for me, the big thing is like, what about PlayStation Pro right now? Like, PlayStation, like right. where's the marketing for it right now? Like, yeah. You don't know that system's out if you're not that person. If no. you're not. And you look at the bundles they're putting on TV, the ones I'm seeing, correct me if I'm wrong, I'm seeing Slims. I'm not seeing yeah. that. And when I see like, you know, again, but I guess I'm not seeing them in general. I'm thinking the last night I caught, uh, during The Walking Dead, I saw that Greatness of Weights commercial. There wasn't one there, but I could have sworn I saw a bundle, but I should take that back. I don't know. But I'm not seeing any PlayStation on right. there. So why, why, how would anyone know about the market? What I want to do is go into a, into a GameStop and see what happens when you talk to like a point of sale person, right? Sure. Because like, to me, what it's weird. To me, what I think is happening is that the PlayStation Pro is coming out and we're kind of looking at it as a, an upsell thing because, you know, this is a PlayStation podcast and like mm-hmm. working the games, world of games coverage and we own all these consoles and blah, 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 blah. I think the reality of what that system is is that it's an upsell to people who haven't bought a PlayStation yet. Yeah. Who are like, you're not buying this piece of hardware that's now two and a half years old. It doesn't feel as special anymore. You're spending probably what we would have spent. You've already saved the money not spending it in the past two years and here it's an even better one. It's actually better than everyone else's like it's the iPhone 5S to iPhone 5 of consoles yeah and I think that's the right way to do it and I'm not sure if that's also what Microsoft are doing because what they're doing they're is, making it sound like it's a new thing they're making a it, it looks like the because obviously the Xbox One as well underperforming in comparison to the PlayStation 4 yeah. and it does look more like a sizable jump and I think the messaging on that is messy because it it that is the one that makes me feel like my Xbox One is going to be worth dirt yeah uh, whereas the PlayStation Pro I'm more than happy for that to exist, and I'm I'm kind of fine with my current PS4 exactly. at the moment. Um, and I think them releasing it before Christmas with PlayStation makes sense if they're going to do it around the sort of Q Q1 Q2 kind of spot where they're kind of they are slamming for like March April, isn't it? Oh no no, we're going to hear for the Scorpio. Scorpio? Yeah. No no Scorpio. Oh, no? We're supposed to hear more at E3, I thought, and then it comes oh, out next fall. Okay okay, well then that makes sense I think as well that it is sort of an upsell kind yeah. of thing. You're going to get uh, that Switch hotness. In oh March. yeah sorry that's coming in yeah. March yeah yeah. So uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, me too. The rumors out of that seem like the price point will be good as well. Yeah, yeah well, that's just it. make the battery good. That's all I want. Yeah. So, but I, I yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like, yeah. Well, it'll it'll be the specificities of the the cost and the power are going to lead. Sony will lead on that. Yeah. Yeah. Final reader mail comes from Angel Fire. He says, "Hi, Colin and Greg. Hey, what's up?" I appreciate everything you guys do to make my mornings that much more awesome. After listening to you guys for many years, I've noticed how Colin has recently started saying things like, quote, I don't care. I don't own stock in insert game company here. End quote. I do say say that a lot. Yeah. (laughs) Why not? Is Colin not interested in investing in his future or is there some moral quandary quandary that prevents Colin from investing specifically in gaming exposed companies. Well, Angel Fire, I mean, the answer is kind of simple there, right? It's the fact of how would you believe anything we ever said again <laughs> if we owned stock in place? If I own a stock in PlayStation, right? And then right. I was on the, this thing and I was constantly... And I, that's a weird example, I guess, because I do. T- I always talk about PlayStation, but you know what I mean? Like, if I if there's if I owned Activision stock and I was like Call of Duty is so much better than Battlefield, <laughs> right. how could you believe me? Because clearly I have a personal interest, a vested interest in mm. that. Right now, as it stands, yeah, we like trophies. 
We like the Vita. Yeah. <laughs> That's our investment in PlayStation. So why you should listen to us? I love when, this question always comes up, and I always I don't even like. How do you buy stock in these? Like I know you can buy like small amounts of stock on like publicly traded companies, yeah. but like. Even if you wanted to, <laughs> it's like you throw in a grand and it costs, you save up all this money and you put it in and then in like a year it's worth like an extra $70. It's like, I don't know. I hate the, the world of... of Sony stock. Sony, you no. want? You want to buy Sony stock? No, I had Sony stock. You had Sony stock? I have still Sony stock. I bought it, <laughs> it right after all that bad it, stuff happened with Sony. He's not allowed the to talk The PSN outage? Yeah. Gotcha. And uh, I bought it at like $11 and I sold it at like 32 <laughs> Really? It's, it's how I bought my it VR tripled? unit. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I take it back. I mean, that's how stocks work. Clearly, I'm, you I'm buying cheap money. You buy cheap, you do that. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I own Virgin America stock. I'm always talking about how great Virgin America is. Everybody <laughs> knew that though beforehand. I bought the stock long before. No, no I st- I've been talking about Virgin America long before I bought the stock. Okay. And again, that's a bit different. I don't know if I'm influencing the air- airline industry. <laughs> But on a game, like we made my, oh well, no, no, we made Taco Master chart, right? Okay. So if I somehow own stock in Taco Master and then I was telling you about that, and it's the same thing with that Call of Duty betting bullshit, you know what I mean? Right. Kevin, I guess, can own whatever the fuck he wants because nobody listens to Kevin. He doesn't <laughs> talk about games or What anything. about Portillo's? Do you have any stock in oh, Portillo's? I wish, God, can you imagine? <laughs> Jesus. Cash it in for meat. Danny, yeah. are you ready to meet your best friend of the week? Sure, let's do it. This is a segment we call P.S. I love this best friend XOXO. It's where one of you goes to kindoffunny.com slash forums, submits your PSN name and then why you need friends and they send you new friend requests and they send you nice messages and every the best friends are all best friends is what happens. This one comes from King Franchise. It's not for himself. Oh, but I I like it all the same. And I think we actually already answered the question, but stick with me because I'm going to have to. It's buried in here. Okay, but it's a fun little story. As I write this, I'm watching my 64, sorry, my watching my 64-year-old dad play PS4 for the first time, and not just any PS4, it's his own personal console. He's seen me play for years now, but never really had any interest in picking up a controller himself until the PSVR came to town. I secured myself a VR on launch day and have been enjoying greatly. My dad decided he wanted to give it a shot and has been hooked ever since he put on the headset. He's been through the entire PSVR world's disc and dabbled in Batman VR. I plan on buying him his own VR for Christmas, but for now he's he's dedicated. No, decided to test the waters on a few of my games. I wasn't too sure which game to start him off on, but based on everything I have and how challenging it is, I decided to start him off with Ratchet and Clank. Okay. It's fun, has great graphics, isn't too punishing, and is probably the simplest game I own. Mm. This leads me to my questions, he says, but it's like, do you think PSVR has the the potential to bridge gamers and non-gamers? We kind of touched on that with the mm. moms and Thanksgiving, and I'll be coming around and then all this stuff. And then what do, you, what do we think of his game selection? I think that's a great game selection. Yeah, that's a great show. But to the heart of PS I love this best friend XO, XO, he says, and one more thing, his PSN name is Old Man Walkin. That's O-L-E-M-A-N-W-A-L-K-I-N. Strong name. He puts in parentheses, not bad, right? He came up with his own, no help. He came up with it on his own, no help from me. Thanks for everything and keep up the tremendous work, Andrew Francis. I think we should all go be friends yeah. with Old Man Walkin. That's great. That's awesome. A 64-year-old man playing Ratchet and Clank somewhere. Ted Price. Very excited about this announcement. <laughs> Very excited about all this stuff that's happening. Old man walking, you think? Yeah, that's Old how he says it every man. time he turns yeah, it probably. on. Like, Dad, just play yeah. the game. Shut <laughs> up. Uh, this week's Forgotten PlayStation game comes from Riley Delete. Riley Delete wrote in and said, Hey there, guys. I'm a big fan, and you guys keep on getting better. Your quality is so awesome, I decided to become a patron. 
Thank you very much. Don't forget about Noclip. Anyway, <laughs> I'd like to submit my personal pick for what I think to be deserves to be the forgotten PlayStation game of the week. It's a charming platform puzzler on the PS3 named PID. P-I-D. Oh, P-I-D, I played this. Or yes. Planet in Distress follows the adventures of a young boy named Kurt after he falls asleep on an interstellar bus and becomes stranded on a strange world. It quickly appears that something is wrong on this planet and Kurt embarks on a journey to find a way to get home. In brief, the game is fantastic, having a unique platforming aspect based on gravity manipulation as well as a surprisingly good story. Add on what is perhaps one of the best soundtracks I've ever heard, courtesy of the band called Retro Family, and you have a great package for a good price. There's even even an unlockable hard mode, difficult collectibles, and trials to keep you coming back. I know Colin reviewed this game, and his review is the reason I bought it. Years later, with the game on all of, with the game on all my consoles, I can safely say hashtag Colin was right. Thanks, guys. Keeping funny and awesome, Riley. Great share. That game was great. I believe it was a PS3 one to begin with. Yeah, I think but so. But then he throws me with on all his consoles, so I don't know where... The, it's probably come out in Steam. What it's available. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. <laughs> baby game. You know, Steam, <laughs> that's a great so. game. It had yeah. like gorgeous like environmental like lighting effects. And so. It was, it was almost looked like it was watercolor yeah, or something. I, I yeah, I watched a trailer of it, and I think I either remember playing it when Colin was doing stuff or yeah. just watching and talking to him about it, but yeah. Some people didn't like it because it had, had the like floaty little big planety kind mm. of yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, stuff, but I was into it, yeah. Good. It was cool. There you go. I'm glad I got yeah. your seal of approval. Great too. shout. Yeah, the good yeah. one. Good one. Uh, PSN's worst name of the week. Of course, ladies and gentlemen, this is another segment where you go it's to kindoffunny.com slash forums, submit a bad PSN name. We maybe read it here. Then you get to put in this weird battle royale voting system they do, turns out. Can I tell you a bad one, actually? Yeah, sure. Um, I feel like I'm throwing under the bus. I'm so sorry, Mary. Uh, Mary Kish, when she, she, she wants the PS... The PlayStation like update name name thing more than anyone. We always beg Shu, hey, please let us change your right. names. And I think it was because she didn't have the, a PSN account when she joined GameSpot, so she made one really quickly one day. Yeah, and it was like almost auto generated. And I I don't even know what it is, but it's basically like MK and then like and an, like a string of eight numbers. It's like almost her social security or something. It's just like MK her like phone eight one four one seven one. So whenever you're like trying to like yeah exactly. So whenever you're trying to add her, she like doesn't remember what it is, and you have to go find out what the fucking thing is. Kish, and then come send on. you a text. Yeah, it's like well, this one comes from a, a man named DW. We'll say man. I don't know. I have to guess yeah, sometimes. DW. DW writes in and says hello, Colin and Greg. Hey, first time, long time. Back in October 2000, I was eagerly awaiting the release of the PS2. Around the same time, I was really into the band Presidents of the United States of America. As you may know, their song Lump is a little ditty, but once you hear it, you have a hard time getting it out of your head. One day, Lump was stuck in my head, and I started rambling off words that rhyme with lump. I stumbled onto the made-up word (laughs) quump. That's with a Q. And I was immediately drawn to it. Weeks later, when I picked up my reserved PS2, I booted up Time Splitters and decided to name my character Mr. Quump. I have (laughs) since used Mr. Quump for all of my gaming needs, including my nine-year-old PSN account. Now, this isn't bad so far. Okay. Because we've had really bad ones, right? You know what I mean? Stupid kids being racist. Over the years, I've grown accustomed to people taking liberties with my name, most notably Mr. Dump, which I now wear as a badge of honor. However, since the election, my Overwatch crew has taken to calling me Mr. Trump, knowing it irks me endlessly. I fundamentally disagree with Mr. Trump on almost every issue, and I just dislike him. So being compared slash referenced to him does not bring any enjoyment whatsoever. The next four years were already going to be rough for me, and now my favorite form of escapism is now tainted. I know I should just be a bigger person and not let it bother me, but I don't see that happening anytime soon. Please, Shuhei, let us change our names. Yeah. Thanks. DW slash Mr. Dump. 
do it for all the all the Democrats out there. <laughs> the world of video games. They've all been done. And all on. the Republicans who hate Trump. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that sucks. That's that's a bad one. That is a bad one. Yeah. For, Did you have any like that? That sounds to me like when you were in primary school or um, one of you guys elementary school. Yeah. Um, and your surname. Did you have any like Miller like taking a piss out of you because you were like. Like, oh, more like Greg Spiller. Oh, Greg, sure. I'm Greg sure there's stuff Shitter. like that. Yeah. I had a mole behind my ear. Okay. And they call me mole. Like moly, moly, yeah. moly, moly. No, like, just mole. Was just that mole. hard when that, what was the movie? The No, because that was long gone by then. <laughs> right. that's, like, that's like a childhood thing. Okay. And then eventually just I was called like. called you mole? Yeah. Fucking but it's like the bully, the great above you or whatever. Right. Just hey, do mole. It. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's, kind of shit. Yeah. And then I had a friend, I've told this story before in a summer camp, who called me spud, but it was a term of endearment. Oh. And I did like that one. Because what, 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 you do Don't spud-like know, qualities? I, made, I, well, I mean, look at me. Yeah, I got plenty of spud-like <laughs> qualities, Danny. <laughs> <Right. laughs> If you didn't know, ladies and gentlemen, this has been PSI Love You XOXO. It is kind of funny.com's PlayStation podcast. So go there, subscribe to the other YouTube channels, watch the other podcasts, enjoy the content. It is the number one PlayStation podcast on the internet, and it posts every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific time. Mm. On podcast services around the globe, along with youtube.com slash kind of funny games. Remember, Danny, it's from No Clip. I am. When I'm not being Colin Moriarty. Thank you very much for taking on this tremendous opportunity of being Colin Moriarty. Appreciate it. No problem. Thank anytime. So Everybody go subscribe to No Clip, Thanks the YouTube channels. Back them on Patreon. Go to thegameawards.com. Vote for Danny for Trending Gamer of the Year 2016. And we can just keep, we'll keep. Keep it in this. house. We'll keep. We'll, ne- we'll never let this award go. Thanks Angry so much, Joe everyone. Will be so much angrier. Thanks so much, to everyone. Who has already. I can't. Can't thank you enough. It means a lot. Remember, uh, this week Thanksgiving. If you're hearing the mm. Thursday of Thanksgiving through Monday, we have a new. We have a t-shirt sale going on, or not t-shirt Ooh. sale, but a t-shirt th- event going on at kindoffunny.com/store. You can go there and get all the exclusive. Uh, uh, what you call them? T-shirt t-shirts. Tuesday things from before. You got them from last year. You got some of the ones from this year. There's cool stuff happening over there. Sick. Remember, PSX is happening Sunday. Uh, 12 4 is our panel at noon. Saturday before at 12 3, we'll be doing pre show, post show reaction stuff here on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games. And that Sunday after the noon panel for PSI Love You XOXO, there's a meet and greet right. at 1 p.m. And then you can take a break. Then, yeah, then right. it just totally chills out, except for the fact that we're taking two weeks off at the end of the month. So it's like two days for podcasts. Oh, yeah, totally. No yeah, big deal. Yeah. I'm sure the content won't suffer. Real. Same this week, right? Thanksgiving week. Yeah. Six no, no. Six tomorrow's Gaga and Gamescast back to back. Alfredo Diaz coming in here. Ugh. <laughs> hey, guys. I look really cool. <laughs> I'm a really nice guy. My girlfriend's hot. Hey. <laughs> I have a great life. Everything's amazing. It's pretty good. That's pretty good. I'm it's super pretty. nice to everybody. <laughs> Alfredo. I'm good at games, too. I'm really good at games. <laughs> this fucking guy. Yeah. Every episode of PSI Love Beautiful. You XOXO ends in a song in a segment we call Singing a Shoe. Hey, this is where one of you marvelous motherfuckers goes to kindoffunny.com slash PSM. Leaves a song for me. You made this song. I need an MP3 download link to put at the end of our MP3. And I need your YouTube video to annotate from our YouTube video. Today's comes from someone returning. This is the legendary Zoltan. Oh my God. Legendary the Zoltan? Zoltan? The Zoltan. The legendary wow. Zoltan is back. And he writes, hello, Colin and Greg. Hey. Actually says Greg and Colin. Oh, hey. I screwed it up. It's all right. It's okay. I'll take it. Thanks so much for playing my Final Fantasy Tactics death metal song. I ask you yet again, wouldn't you rather hear songs that have something to do with PlayStation on your PlayStation podcast? Of course you would. Of course everyone would. I got a whole bunch of comments, parentheses like 10 of them, saying that they always skip singing in Shuhei, but not this time because they were dying to listen to some mother destroying Final Fantasy Tactics death metal. And you'll be interested to know 
that they all said that they were not disappointed. I'm telling you guys, PlayStation players need PlayStation Metal. So I offer a service to this community. Post somewhere. I don't know where. Maybe in the comments of the SoundCloud file or on the YouTube video of today's song. A PlayStation game you'd like to hear metalized. And I'll make whatever it is. I'll make whatever is the most popular for you guys. That ought to tie you over until the Valkyrie Profile Death Metal album comes out. Oh, my God. Music and lyrics are done. Now I search for the recruitable musicians to record it. So look forward to that. Today, I bring you Armored Core Death Metal. It's freaking amazing. Enjoy. I will see you all again. Love the legendary Zoltan. It's a good fit. He's a, I, he nails it. Yeah. He writes in with character. Last yeah. time he was like, usually I'm like, oh, nobody gave me the, you know, I make fun of people for not giving me a website to promote. Mm. And last time he was like, just search the legendary Zoltan and you'll find <laughs> you'll it. You'll find me. It's like, damn, legendary Zoltan, Top you lay people out. I like that a lot. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, one more time. Thank you to Danny O'Dwyer for being a human being that I love very much and being good to us. Thanks for having me. Thank you, legendary Zoltan, for this song. Here it is. Armored Core Death Metal. Hold on to your ass. But I 
Yeah.